The following is a sports exclusive of KRKO AM This is the best of Snohomish County High School football on KRKO AM 1380 and FM 95.3. Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. We move to week number six of the high school football season. Tonight we feature a pair of Everett Public School District teams. They call it the Battle of Broadway, the annual meeting for 2022 between Everett and Cascade. Tonight's game on KRKO AM 1380 and FM 95.3, streaming live at krko.com and available anywhere on the KRKO app, is sponsored tonight by GSR Rental in Monroe, the Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Glass by Lund, the Snohomish County PUD, by Everett Engineering, Marysville Toyota, and Northwest Plus Credit Union. We come to you live from Everett Memorial Stadium. Hello, everybody. I'm Tom Lafferty with former Jackson coach Joel Vincent. Steve Willett's on the sidelines. The Friday Night Lights are taking effect on this first Friday in October, and it's lighting up the brand-new AstroTurf surface here at Everett Memorial Stadium, and it's lighting up this game between the Bruins and the Seagulls. If you're looking for Everett Silvertips hockey game tonight, the Everett Silvertips and the Medicine Hat Tigers are playing tonight at Angel of the Winds Arena in downtown Everett. That game broadcast just up the dial on our sister station, Classic Country KXA 1520 AM and FM 101. The pregame show is underway with faceoff tonight at 7.05 p.m. The Silvertips host the Prince George Cougars tomorrow night at 6.05 p.m. That game right back here on KRKO. Again, Silvertips and Medicine Hat on Classic Country KXA 1520 AM and FM 101.1 going on right now. Here's what's coming up in this next half hour for our Friday night West Coast Tonight pregame show. We're going to hear from both head coaches, Brian Elliott of Everett and from Jordan C. of Cascade. Also look at other games in the area tonight and tomorrow. We'll get Coach Vincent's take on this game and the rest of the conference as we hit the halfway point of the 2022 high school football season. One month from tonight will be the quad district crossover games and the start of the postseason. Plus, we'll take a look at other games happening tonight in and around Snohomish County and a weather update for tonight and the weekend. And just a chance to hear the thoughts of Joel Vincent in just a couple of minutes. Both these teams are competing in the Polk Division of the Western Conference, meaning that for the last season and this season, these teams are not participating as regular members of the Western Conference. It means a less aggressive schedule and allow these two teams, along with Betterdale and Cedarcrest, to compete on a more level playing field and, quite frankly, not expect to get pummeled week after week. But there's still a path to the postseason. The agreement was that if a team is able to go undefeated in eight games, that team would go to a Tuesday play-in game against the West Coast 3A South Division's number five team. For Everett, that's a moot point coming in at 1-4. But for Cascade, it's a real possibility of 5-0 coming into this game with a game against another Polk Division undefeated team, the Cedar Crest Red Wolves, in two weeks right here at Everett Memorial Stadium. The Everett Seagulls come into this game with a 1-4 record. Their only win was against a winless Jackson three weeks ago. The Gulls, under fourth-year head coach Brian Elliott, have lost their other four games to Issaquah, 
Redmond, Mariner, and Inglemore. It's really been a numbers game forever. It has been for several years. Only about 35 players are listed on the Seagulls roster, and a couple injuries on any given week, and it's tough to go even 11 on 11 at practice. There's some talented players, but senior Josh Smith, who has rushed for 429 yards and one touchdown, and junior Michael Noland with 309 yards and four scores can't do it all by themselves. The Cascade Bruins, by all rights, the Bruins should be playing in the regular Western Conference. They're pretty good. Cascade comes into the Battle of Broadway on the skate in their five starts with wins over Marysville Getchell, Newport, Inglemore, Jackson, and last week 39-14 over Oak Harbor. Let's go down the field, and Steve Willits is with the coach. Joining us right now, Brian Elliott, the coach of the Everett Seagulls. Coach, one in four starts your season, but I am noticing when you look at some of the stats, you're holding your opponents to 23 points per game, playing a little defense along the way here. What are some of the more positive things you've been able to take away from the first five games? Well, we're uh, doing it with a short staff um, as far as personnel. You know, uh, seven guys are playing all three ways, special teams, offense, and defense. So um, we're getting in really good shape to be able to take the toll and uh, – so we're hoping for a good night. Um, we've had uh, a lot of injuries this year that has set us back. Uh, that's why we're short rostering it. Um, so we're hoping to be able to stay healthy tonight. What has been your biggest message to your guys trying to get through the injuries and knowing that they are playing a little shorthanded lately this season? How do you keep them motivated on a weekly basis? Well, they they want to. The guy across from you is always going to motivate you, your opponent, and. Uh, uh, no one likes losing, and so that's motivation enough to, to work hard during the week. And, and uh, our guys have worked really hard this season and during the offseason. So we're, uh, we're hurt for them because they did work really hard this offseason, and so the injuries have really made it tough on them. But they're, they're staying positive and working hard through it, and, and I think that's the biggest thing is just uh, staying positive and always believing. Well, and you mentioned playing across from the guy from you, but when it's a – when it's a rivalry game like this, the Battle of Broadway, a lot of times they always say the old adage is you can throw out the records. What does it mean for your guys to go against Cascade tonight? Well, they've grown up with these guys um, in middle school, elementary school, so they all know each other. and So it's a lot of fun, but it's personal. They want this one, so it's to know they're not friends, and then they'll be friends tomorrow. But, um, yeah, this is a big deal for them because you remember – things like this for the rest of your life. These are conversations that you have for a lifetime. So tonight's a, a big game. What do you see when you see watch Cascade on film, and what do you need to do to try to contain them tonight? Stay disciplined. Every guy's got to do his job. We can't get blocked. We've got to get through those blocks. And and uh, if we can do that and be in the right place and finish tackles, we'll, we'll be off to a good start. And I'd be remiss if I don't ask you this before we go. I know I had a chance to talk to you a little bit during the summer, during the baseball season here when you were just starting to practice – First time for us to broadcast on the new turf. It looks outstanding. What is it like for you and the guys to be able to play here? I've got to think they take a lot of pride in this as well. Yeah, it, it's a lot um, nicer this year to not have all the slipping, uh, the turf. Like, it would actually come up in areas. And we actually had a kid get injured from it uh, where the turf actually, the hash came out and slipped, and he kind of tweaked his knee a little bit. Fortunately, it wasn't serious. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it was much needed. And uh, I was here when they um, put that turf in, and they removed all the sod that Friday night. You guys were taking sod home with them and planting it in their yard. But, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is incredible to have. What a, what a great district we have to 
have this type of facility. Definitely. And before I let you go, one more thing here. Can you throw out a few names for us, too? I know, again, maybe you're not getting it done in the win-loss column, but certainly a lot of guys working hard. Who are maybe some of the key guys that we should be watching tonight? Guys that maybe you'd like to give a shout-out to just because of their efforts. Yeah, Josh Smith at running back, Mauricio Garcia at quarterback, and Ian Henry at receiver, uh, big Derek Bryant at uh, left guard, and Andrew Lopez, a senior tonight at center, and Evan Evan Hart, uh, Jace Caveney. So, yeah, we're, we're excited. Those guys are going to play good tonight. We're ready. Looking forward to seeing you for the first time this season. Brian Elliott, thanks for your time. Thank you. There you go. Thanks very much, Steve Willits, on the field with head coach Brian Elliott of Everett. And coach Vincent and Steve, are you still with us? You know that we're in, in the presence of royalty. The 1991 Hawkeye most valuable staff member is Steve Willits. Huh? Well, isn't that amazing? <laughs> Actually, I th- Steve, are you listening with I, us? I just tuned back in. I was actually talking to Brian Elliott after we were done with our the, interview. The Hawkeye most valuable team member from 1991. That's you. 1990-91 school year, to be precise there, Tom Lafferty. It was a slow year for the Hawkeye at Mount Lake Terrace High School. <laughs> and I think you're making your way over to Jordan C. as we speak, yeah, aren't you? He's done this before because he's actually walking towards me. So right now joining us, the head coach, Jordan C. Coach, 5-0 record, clear skies tonight. It's, a, it's good to be Cascade. Yeah, it is. We're excited to be here. We're happy how the seasons went. Uh, perfect night for a football game and a rivalry game, and we're just thankful to be here. We, uh, we keep seeing the scores over and over again. Uh, I know you're playing that non-conference schedule, but certainly the numbers are impressive, both the scoreboard and the stats. How have you felt over the first five games? Oh, we feel great. Um, I think the guys are executing at a high level, and uh, you know we're, we're getting better each week. I think we have a team that's completely bought in, um, looking at the little things each week to get better. And, uh, you know, like I tell them, players play the game, not the coaches. And they've really bought into that, and they're doing a great job on the field. We're seeing Julian's name a lot. We see the touchdowns. We see the yards. Also, uh, Mr. Nelson getting uh, some carries there as well. Tell us about the team overall and maybe give us some names of guys who maybe you'd like to give a shout-out to. Maybe it's for something they've done performance-wise. Maybe it's their effort or their leadership. Who are some of the key guys on this team right now? Yeah, besides, you know, Max uh, Nelson, Zach Lopez and Julian Thomas at running back, they're phenomenal. Um, Matthew Phillips is one of the best linemen I've ever coached at right tackle. Um, he's a phenomenal player. Um, Connor Murweiss at tight end and defensive end has done a great job. Um, and Devin Gilbert, you know, he was a star basketball player for Cascade. He almost took him to state. And uh, last second he decides to play football. It's a, it was a pleasant surprise for us. So, you know, and there's other guys I could mention. Um, really, we just have a team of just, I say, tough kids that are bought in and and want to get better each week. Did you have to sell Gilbert on coming out? And I ask you that because that's an interesting point. Sometimes your success will lead to other guys within the school noticing and thinking, I want to be a part of that. I and mean, maybe it's something that a guy like that wouldn't have done four or five years ago. Yeah, you know, I had him in class two years ago when we had the, uh, the COVID year. And so he, he was actually one of the kids that showed up at the end. And I got in his ear a little bit like, hey, man, you know, think about playing football. And, uh, and I heard he was a phenomenal athlete. And then I think we've had a great culture the last few years. And, uh, you, know, you never know. Some kids never come out. Some kids do. Um, and I think because of our culture and he had some friends on the team that had a great experience, he said, hey, I'm going to try this. I haven't done it since eighth grade. And like I said, he's having a blast, and we're glad he's playing. You're glad he's playing, and you're getting the job done. Rivalry game tonight. Just asked Coach Elliott about this. We always hear the uh, the term, throw the records out when rivals play. You're 5-0. and They're 1-4. and They're banged up. Coach just tried to tell us that he's got a bunch of low numbers and injuries. You know, he's trying to undersell himself. A bit of a trap game, or it could be anyway. What have you been telling your guys this week? Yeah, I mean, they beat us last year. I mean, we had the game at the end, and they came back and beat us. And uh, they have good players. Um, they got a good quarterback. They got some really good linemen. 
Um, this is a solid football team. They've come up short in a couple games. Honestly, they were they were super close. I'm sure they're feeling the same way. And so, you know, like you said, you play a rival, you know you're going to get their best. So, no, we've prepared like them just as well as everybody else. Um, we think it's going to be a fight tonight. What kind of a team do you see when you look at them? Um, physical team. You know, they, they're, they're physical at the point of attack. They want I think they're kind of a defensive-minded team that, that wants to pound the rock, uh, slow the game down. Um, I think just kind of tough physical kids. And they've hung in there. You know, defensively, they've really hung in there. And, uh, you know, they have some athletes on offense. It only takes a step. So I think it kind of starts with their defense playing a physical brand of football and then and then giving their offense good field position. I did want to ask you, too, the Polk division this year, if you go undefeated, you actually get a play-in game. I've got to think that's a carrot you've used all season long to talk to these kids. Most coaches want to talk one game at a time, but you have to be kind of looking ahead, right, when you're uh, playing a schedule like that. So what has that been like for you? You know, last year I, I mentioned it. Um, this year I didn't even talk about it. You know, I think we had we had we've had some tough games. I mean, we two West Go North teams. Newport was a really tough game, and honestly, my focus I'm a motivator. I think that's my my trade. And hey, we get ready to play every single week. And you know, the guys know the guys know at this point. So it's like, no, this is our biggest game. And if we get to that point, then we can look at it. Then so I I know that's the most cliche answer ever, but I mean, truly, like. There's so much work to prepare for a game. We're not thinking about that right now. I'm going to give, I'm going to give you a cliche question for your final one here. Cascade wins tonight if? Um, we move the chains on offense. You know, I think if we can move the chains, we get the ball rolling, we're going to put it in the end zone. And I think that's where it starts. I mean, like I said, we got some three really good backs. And if we don't shoot ourselves in the foot and we can get those first downs, we think we're going to go down and score. Jordan C., thanks for your time. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. There you go. Thanks very much, Steve Willits, along with Bruins head coach Jordan C., down on the field. So if the Bruins beat Everett tonight and Meadowdale Cedarcrest in their next three games to improve to 8-0, and they will have a chance to go to the 3A playoffs. Yes, they played the easier Polk division, but they would be alone in any league this year. Our pregame coaches interviews brought to you by the Buzz In Steakhouse. If you're looking for a great deal on a great meal, head to the Buzz In Steakhouse. Enjoy their signature breakfast Monday through Friday until 10.30 for just $4.99. 12 locations to serve you, including the corner of Broadway and Pacific in downtown Everett and right here on Broadway and Pacific. We're just down the street here on the Battle of Broadway. We'll bring in Joel Vince into the conversation. The Battle of Broadway features Everett and Cascade. The Friday night lights are lit. We're ready to go. A brand new surface. You're listening to the Western Conference pregame show right here on KRKO. Snohomish PUD has been energizing life in our communities for over 70 years. That's why your PUD is a proud supporter of broadcasting Western Conference high school athletics in our community. Congratulations to our local student-athletes for excelling in sports and academics. Your PUD offers several ways to help you save energy and lower your bill. The PUD offers instant rebates on energy-saving home improvements and special low prices on efficient home products. Check out snopud.com or visit marketplace.snopud.com for ways to save. The high school football season and the Everett Silver Tips hockey continues. That means Friday night, we're going to throw a change up in our broadcast schedule. Friday night, it's the Battle of Broadway between the Cascade Bruins and the Everett Seagulls. High school football on KRKO AM 1380 and FM 95.3 starting at 630. Meanwhile, the Everett Silver Tips and the Medicine Hat Tigers will move up the dial to Classic Country KXA 1520 AM and FM 101.1. And that game broadcast also starts at 6.30. The tradition continues. High school football on Everett's greatest hits. KRKO, Everett Silver Tips Hockey on Classic Country, KXA. 
The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. Online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com. Hello, I'm Brian Reed with Allstate Insurance. Over the years, I've been honored to support this community by sponsoring local high school sports while providing you the coverage you need. But over the last two years, I had the pleasure of seeing the community support me. These past two years haven't been easy for anyone, but you helped me keep my doors open. So thank you to my loyal clients. You are my community. I'm Brian Reed. Stop by my Everett office or call 425-337-4646. Welcome back to Everett Memorial Stadium. We're counting down to the kickoff between the Everett Seagulls and the Cascade Bruins. Battle of Broadway 2022 edition. Today's game brought to you by Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz-In Steakhouse, Community Transit, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and by Bihar's Furniture. Let's bring in Coach Joe Vincent to the conversation. We talked about the Polk Division, both on and off the air, Coach. Your, your thoughts on the non-competitive scheduling, and you get a chance to rebuild your team. Yeah, I think that's important. It's getting tougher and tougher, it seems, across the nation to get kids out to play football, and and that's especially true if you're at a school that's really struggling uh, to win football games because losing football games is no fun. And so to give these teams and these programs a chance to catch their breath and rebuild I think is super important. Well, and Coach C just said it to Steve down on the field. He had a kid that hadn't played since eighth grade and was a pretty good basketball player, and, hey, I think I'll come out for football. You don't do that if you're 0-8 one year. Right? Yeah, I mean, if, if, the, if the team you're watching isn't winning and the guys are just feel downtrodden all the time, that's not something you want to go join, right? Right. But when you see that they're winning, if, even if it's in the Polk Division or a competitive balance division, whatever we're going to call it, then you see they're having a good time, they're having fun, they're making memories, then you want to go be part of that. Let's talk about the Ever Seagulls. I mentioned in the opening segment, it's really a numbers game or a, really a lack of numbers game for Brian Elliott and his crew. Yeah, uh, you know, you and I were kind of looking at this uh, roster we've got taped to the desk here. There's not a lot of names on here. No. Um, but uh, Coach C said it, uh, Coach Elliott said it. Um, they may not be mighty in number, but they are tough kids. And, uh, and, um, They've, they've come up just a little bit short in a couple of their games. They, you know, they're one and four, but you know they could be uh, three and two if breaks had gone their way in a couple others. So um, I'm expecting they're going to come here and battle tonight. So the Cascade Bruins, they're good. I don't care what league or level you're playing in. Jordan C have this wing T firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I mean that's the staple of Cascade High School. I mean I, that, I think they've run wing T for the last thirty something years, <laughs> going all the way back to Terry Ennis. That's just what they do. Right. I mean, they're they're good at it. And, and as we've talked, we've you know we watched Bellevue this year. We watched Stanwood last week. The wing tee is really difficult to defend. Uh, your guys have to be disciplined. They have to stay on their assignments and their keys. And uh, it just uh, takes one guy not doing that on a play, and bang, that thing goes. And and uh, and uh, so you've got to just be really disciplined. You got to be really patient. I'm looking forward to seeing Julian Thomas play again. I'm not sure anybody can slow him down. Well, we're going to find out tonight if ever can. That's for sure. Um, and I, I'm not sure they can, but uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see that kid play. He's putting up some uh, pretty amazing numbers. Coach's keys to the game are brought to you by the Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. That's the Ace Hardware Store at Lake Stevens Marketplace. Let me get your quick thoughts on a couple items from last week's action. If you had a chance to digest our game from a week ago, we saw Stanwood dominate the Stilly Cup. How good are the Spartans? I think I think, I think the Spartans are pretty good. 
Uh, I think they got a tough test tonight. I mean, they're going to take that big bus trip that uh, uh, GP made a few weeks ago and go down and play Union and Coach Rosenbaugh and the guys down there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they come off that big win, that big emotional win last week, and uh, travel, see how they play down there. But, yeah, they're pretty good. That Wesco 3A North looks like Stanwood and Ferndale will take the top two spots. We see Marysville Pilchuck next week at Glacier Peak. It's probably a battle between Arlington and the Tomahawks for that number three spot. And, by the way, they are playing each other tonight. They are, and uh, I saw your guys' picks in the paper, and that was one that I kind of looked at. I said, man, I don't know. I, I kind of like Marysville in that game. But, um, you know, Arlington's young. We saw them, and uh, their young players are very talented, very talented. It'll be interesting this week to see how they come off that. You know, they're, they're also a group that's feeling, you know, we're the first team in 12 years that didn't bring the Steely Cup home, So, and they're young. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how resilient they are and if they can bounce back this week. The South 3A division has Snohomish and Monroe on a collision course two weeks from tonight. We'll have that game right here on the radio. Motlake Terrace and Edmonds Woodway look like they'll fight it out for that number three spot. Yeah, yeah, I, I think there's no doubt about that. And I'm really looking forward to that Snohomish-Monroe game. Yeah. I, I think that's going to, that has the potential to be a real barn burner. Back to this game, Cascade is 5-0, and but don't look now. John Fiala has Cedarcrest playing good football as well at 5-0, and and they play each other in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and that'll be a good one too, and, and obviously the uh, winner of that game is in that, that uh, driver's seat for that potential playoff berth, and uh, good for Cedarcrest. I mean, again, there's a program taking advantage of this opportunity to uh, build something up and, uh, and uh, uh, get that success under their belt. There you go. When we come back, we'll take a look at tonight's and tomorrow night's scores and schedules, plus a weather update for tonight's high school football games and for the upcoming weekend. It's Everton Cascade, the Battle of Broadway. It's right here on Everett's Greatest Hits, KRKO. Everyone has a smartphone these days, but did you know there are now smart copiers? Hi, this is Dave Schlosser from Electronic Business Machines in Everett. We have software solutions to make document organization easier, faster, and more cost-effective. Your copier and printer can do so much more than you're asking it to do. With our document organization solutions, you can store and access files and information with a touch of a button. Better and quicker access to the information you need means more productivity and less wasted time. We'll choose the right solution for your needs and come to your business and show you how to use it. Make your copier and printer perform to its fullest potential with help from electronic business machines. We are locally owned and operated. That means local dispatch, local part support, and faster response. If you want the highest level of service, sales, support, and the latest technology, See us at Electronic Business Machines in Everett. Call 425-742-2244 or visit us at ebmco.com. At Electronic Business Machines, your business is our business. Demand is still high, so the only way to guarantee that you get a Polaris UTV or ATV is to pre-order with Premier Polaris of Monroe. Polaris expects this to be the norm for a while, so don't miss out on your chance to off-road on a new ride. Make your pre-order now and keep today's pricing with Premier Polaris. Get your Existing Polaris tuned up at Premier Polaris. No appointments needed, so the fun doesn't stop this summer. But if you need a new Polaris, the only way to guarantee one is to pre-order now and lock in today's pricing. Premier Polaris in Monroe or PremierPolaris.com. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. They helped me get my job, helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Washington Army National Guard. Aired by the Washington State Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
Welcome back to Everett Memorial Stadium where we're counting down to the kickoff between the Cascade Bruins and the Everett Seagulls. Both teams are warming up down on the field. The brand new playing surface, by the way, the new turf was installed over the summer along with a brand new track. Stay with us for our post-game show. We'll name the KRKO Radio Sports Player of the Game presented by Marysville Toyota. We'll talk to him on the field. He'll be presented with a sweatshirt from Screen Printing Northwest. Again, Everett Silvertips hockey going on over at Angel of the Winds Arena right now against the Medicine Hat Tigers. That game on our sister station, Classic Country KXA, 1520 AM, FM 101. The pregame is underway. They'll face off right about the time we kick it off here about eight blocks to the south at Everett Memorial Stadium. Other games going on besides our Battle of the Broadway today, the 5 o'clock game down at Edmonds District Stadium at Cedar Crest at Meadowdale. Eastlake is playing at Lake Stevens tonight. Jackson at Mariner. Arlington is playing at Marysville. Pilchuck, Marysville Getchell's taking the uh, drive north to take on the Ferndale Golden Eagles. Mount Vernon at Oak Harbor this evening. Stanwood is taking the drive down to McKenzie Stadium in Vancouver to take on Union. So Stanwood at Union tonight. Edmonds Woodway is playing at Shorecrest. Shorewood is playing over at Monroe. Liberty of Renton is playing at Snohomish for the Snohomish's homecoming. We'll have Amp Harrell on the scene there. We'll get a report from him after the game tonight. The 8 o'clock game at Edmonds District Stadium this evening is Mount Lake Terrace hosting Linwood. Archbishop Murphy, they've got to go north. Archbishop Murphy yet to win a game. They go north to take on Linden. Seahome at Atacortis. Lakewood is at Squalicum. Bellingham at Coopville. Burlington Edison is at Cedar Woolley. Sultan is at Kings tonight. Cedar Park Christian at Granite Falls. South Whitby, they're undefeated. They're hosting Life Christian Academy. Nia Bay is at Darrington this evening. And then the 2 o'clock game tomorrow at Goddard Stadium in South Everett will be the Glacier Peak Grizzlies and the Kamiak Knights, a Saturday afternoon game down at Frank Goddard Stadium. Right now, let's get a pinpoint weather forecast from Caracol's chief meteorologist, Tornado Ted Beener, for the sixth week of high school football in the state of Washington and the week. And Ted, what do you got? Well, we're going to keep this dry weather going, that's for sure. It has been that case all season long to this time. And we're going to have a kickoff temperature around 65 degrees with a light northwest wind. We'll cool down close to 60 degrees by the time the final whistle blows. And looking ahead for the rest of the weekend, you know, we've got the smoke is back in the area again. Our, we've got moderate air quality here this evening. And we're going to keep that going all the way through the weekend with plenty of sunshine. We'll have some morning valley fog uh, each day. We'll have high temperatures up in the lower 70s. And that dry weather looks like it's going to continue into next week as well. So another fine night for, for, for uh, high school football here at Memorial Stadium. Thank you very much, Ted. Coming up next, today's opening kickoff and game action, the Battle of Broadway between the Cascade Bruins and the Everett Seagulls. We're live from Everett Memorial Stadium. We're listening to Snohomish County Western Conference Football on Carrick Hill, 1380 AM and FM 95.3, Everett's Greatest Hits. Working with your own two hands to keep the industries in the Pacific Northwest moving forward. It's possible at Everett Engineering, machining and fabrication services to make new and replacement parts for all industries. Everett Engineering supports the people, keeps the Puget Sound area growing, and now we are growing too. If you've got experience as a manual machinist, CNC programmer, or you're just interested in starting a career, find employment opportunities and benefits at EverettEngineering.com. Equal Opportunity Employer. Again, EverettEngineering.com. 
When you need to get a screwdriver fast for that one weird screw, Ace is the place. When you want to get that luxury riding lawnmower you've been researching for months, Ace is the place. And for everything in between, Ace is the place. Ace Hardware is where convenience meets quality. And when you shop at the Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, you're shopping at an Eaglestad Ace Hardware, locally owned by Christine Eaglestad. She lives here. Her kids went to school here. She's dedicated to the Lake Stevens community. So the next time you find a weird screw, or when it's time to get that riding mower, stop in to your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens. Right now, I've got a really nice number I'd like to share with you. 3.29%. I knew you'd like it. And right now, Northwest Plus Credit Union has that number. Earn 3.29% APY interest on an 18-month CD on balances of $10,000 or more. If you've got some money laying around and getting soft, let's get it into shape with a 3.29% APY interest CD at Northwest Plus. Visit nwpluscu.com for details. APY equals annual percentage yield. New money only. $10,000 minimum opening deposit. 18-month term. Early withdrawal penalties may apply. Non-renewable. Other restrictions may apply. Federally insured by NCUA. The following is a sports exclusive of KRKO AM 1380 and FM 95.3. This is KRKO Everett. than a half a century, KRKO Radio has brought you the best of Snohomish County High School football. The tradition continues. First down, 31 yards to go for Arlington. Shotgun snap, no back. He'll throw it, it's going to be complete. It gets up to the back. Kate Younger, 30, 25, 20. We'll take it all back. It's fine, says Kate Younger. Touchdown, Arlington. <laughs> Shotgun snapper for Goso, throws it left-hand side, 20, 25, 30, running with the field He's at gone. the 40, at the 50, that's Lane at the 40, at the 30, up the left-hand side, 81 yards, touchdown, Monroe! With a shotgun snap on the third and two, taken away from the first man, but I was just going to say, Everett doesn't have a free Gardoski, Gardoski heads at the 30, at the 20, Gardoski in the end zone, touchdown! Griffin Gardoski, 68 yards, touchdown, Arlington. He's been kind of silent tonight, but Griffin Gardoski says, give me the ball and I'll get you six. That's Mayahi at the 30, 35 at the 40, at the 45 at the 50, still on his feet. Big chase at the 40, he's at the 30, looking back to the defender at the 10, the 5, touchdown, Netterdale. 80 yards, Mayahi, touchdown, Averick. We are the station of record and the home of legends. Over the air at 1380 AM and FM 95.3. Streaming live at KRKO.com and available anywhere on the KRKO app. Novak drops back to pass, lost one to the corner of the end zone. Sukalis goes up and gets it. Touchdown, Arlington to Michael Sukalis, who just goes up and gets the football. Hand up, Carson inside in he'll run. 40. He's at the 50. He's at the 40. See you later. Reservations for six, ten, five. Touchdown, Marysville Pilchuck. He's fast. This is the best of Snohomish County High School football on KRKO AM 1380 and FM 95.3. Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. The KRKO AM 
1380, FM 95.3 broadcast team comes to you live from Everett Memorial Stadium for there's a Wesco Polk division, a cross-district rivalry between the Cascade Bruins and the Ever Seagulls. It is the Battle of Broadway tonight's game on Carrick Hill 1380 AM and FM 95.3. Brought to you by GSR Rental and Monroe, Lake Stevens, Ace Hardware Store, Northwest Plus Credit Union, Marysville Toyota, Everett Engineering, by the Snohomish County PUD, Glass by Lund, Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz In Steakhouse, Bihar's Furniture, Screen Printing Northwest, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, the Law Office of Russell Hill, and by Community Transit. With Joel Vincent and Steve Willis, I'm Tom Lafferty. Our spotter is Jay Pulliam. Our statistician is Tornado Ted Beener. Our network producer this evening is Brandon Hamilton. And Steve Willis, I think you have some special guests down on the field right now. I thought Steve was going to be ready to go here. And as Steve... Looks like he has his, he has his headset off, so we're going we're gonna to go down to Steve here. Um, Steve, I sent it down to you, and you weren't ready to go. Are you ready to go now? we got a lot of conversations okay. going on here. Yeah, you bet. we got a few people down here right now. First of all, <laughs> uh, head referee Joel Taylor just came over and said, I want my name in lights, and he gave me the, uh, the list of the referees tonight. We're getting ready to have the kickoff here, but we got some important folks down here. The superintendent of... Everett Public Schools, Dr. Ian Saltzman is here. Uh, just went out there wearing his Ken Griffey Jr. jersey, Old Mariner School jersey, and his Seahawks sweatshirt, and now he's watching some football. Oh, it's a great night, man. I was just dreaming today about Tom Pachorek and Jay Buhner, and we won the big game. It's just been a great, amazing, and now it's like Friday Night Lights. This is, like, amazing. This is like the Giants, Jets, Broadway. Now it's Cascade, Everett. Nothing can get better. This is, and I guarantee we're going to score more points than last night's game. I promise you that. Okay, so let's have a great time today, fans. And by the way, after the football game tonight, tomorrow, 1 o'clock at the stadium, we're game two where Robbie Ray, Cy Young winner, takes on his nemesis, the Toronto Blue Jays. So what a night in Everett. Friday night football and tomorrow matters. Let's go. Great to be here. And thank you for everything, fans. You think he likes his sports, by the way? He likes both. The, and by the way, he's not even from the Pacific Northwest. He knows all the uh, the names and everything else. We are going to uh, join uh, the principals right here after kickoff. I'll th throw it back to you, Tom. Here is the kick away, and we are underway here. Cascade will return it here from the 15-yard line. That's Thomas at the 20, 25-30. Thomas up the middle, 35-40. Still on his feet. Gets out to the 41-yard line. Good return by Julian Thomas. It'll be first and 10 here for the Cascade Bruins starting things out. Let's go right back down to Steve. Yeah, we should get a pr prediction here. We have both of the principals down here right now, too. Michael Takeyoshi, the principal for Cascade. Any predictions for tonight? Uh, it's going to be a great night. I am predicting a 38-17 Bruin victory tonight. Thinks the trophy comes back to Cascade. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And Kelly Shepard, the principal over at Everett High School, what are you thinking? Go goals, 27-24. The trophy stays at Everett High. And you brought the trophy with you tonight. Michael didn't, correct? Correct. The trophy traveled with the Everett High Seagulls tonight. School of Champions. Go goals. Here's Zach Lopez around the right side on first and 10 for the 40. After the 50, 40, down all the way down inside the 35-yard line. In fact, I think he's going to give it right on the 40s where they say he stepped out of bounds. It will be a gain of 20 yards on the play and a first and 10 coming up here for the Cascade Bruins, their opening drive of the football game. Old-fashioned wing tee, quick pitch, down block with the uh, split end, pull the tackle, off to the races. First and 10, all the way down at the 40-yard line as they roll back, give it to Julian Thomas. Thomas will go straight up the middle, 35-30, down to the 25-yard line. Julian Thomas, that'll be a 15-yard gain for Thomas and another first down for the Cascade Bruins on their opening possession of the football game. Brand new AstroTurf field here at Everett Memorial Stadium. For Cascade, along the front line, they will have David Schmidt, 
Landon Palmer, Nate Popple, Matthew Phillips, and Drew Anderson. The tight end, Connor Murwies. The wide receivers are Devin Gilbert. Wingback is Charlie Nelson. Fullback, Julian Thomas. Halfback, Zach Lopez. Eric Sowards is the quarterback. Give it to Lopez around the right side. Lopez will toss the ball out of the pile. He's going to get a couple of yards, about a three-yard gain down inside the 25-yard line. Nothing fancy yet here no, for the no, uh, Cascade just, uh, Bruins. Yeah, pretty pretty straightforward wing tee stuff going here tonight. And, uh, pretty good games right out of the gate. Second down, seven yards to go. Ball inside, just inside the tour. We'll put him at the uh, 22-yard line as Sowers. And now we will stop play here. We have a flag down. We're going to have a dead ball foul, false start here against the Cascade Bruins. Everett defensively, Jonah Schmidt, Derek Bryant, Evan Hart across the front. The cornerbacks are Mauricio Garcia and Derek Olson. And the linebackers are Zevian Valdez, Ray Ray Diacan, Xander Grauman, and Josh Smith. And the free safety is Ian Hendry for the Everett defensively. So the five-yard penalty on the false start backs it up to the 27-yard line, about the right hash mark. It's second down, 12 yards to go for the Cascade Bruins. Bruin their traditional white jerseys, white helmets, red pants, red numbers, moving from right to left here, going to the south end of the stadium on second and 12. Inside handoff, it'll go right side to Nelson. Nelson's nothing doing. Nelson's going to lose a yard. In fact, he's going to go back to the uh, 28-yard line. So a loss of one there for Nelson. Yeah, Evan Hart on that defensive line forever played that really, really well. One of those things you coach those defensive linemen to get the wing tee is when those guards pull, follow him, and he did that, took him right to the play and stopped him for a loss. So a couple of, a loss on a penalty and then a loss on yardage, and it's going to be third and 13 now at the 28-yard line for the Cascade Bruins. This a drive is kind of slowed down here just a little bit, and we're going to have a timeout yeah. called here by the Cascade Bruins. I don't think Jordan C. likes what he's seeing out there by his guys. Well, I think he liked what he saw initially, and then they kind of just stalled down here on their own, but... Uh, I think they're going to want to talk about this. And uh, now the, with this wing T team, Tom, is kind of in that spot they don't like to be in. They're behind the chains here, third and 13. Uh, the playbook shrinks down quite a bit. Uh, wing T teams don't t necessarily most of the time have a, a wide array of passing uh, option plays. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, Coach C calls here. Don't you love the AstroTurf, the new field? Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I got a chance earlier to go down and walk around on it. It is uh, just infinitely better than the old service that was here. That was overdue to be replaced. It was overdue to be replaced in about 2012. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, Coach Elliott said it. I mean, it, the seams were coming apart. Yep. And yeah, it was just a mess. So it's third down, 13 yards to go from the 28-yard line. They'll fake it to the first man, and they'll roll out. Sowards will look upfield, looking downfield, looking into the end zone, puts it up, high points it. Is it going to be caught? It is. Touchdown, Cascade. Touchdown deep in the right-hand corner. Devin Gilbert went up over the defender, caught the ball, and Cascade is on the board. Yeah, he just kind of out-muscled the Everett defender there for that. It was a 50-50 ball, and he was just determined it was going to be his. He just went up and got it. Nicely thrown as on the rollout there by Sowards for the first touchdown, or the first score of this battle of Broadway at the 9.52 mark. And now Cascade, they will kick it. It will be Braden Gardner. Braden Gardner is the kicker. 
waiting for the snap. The kick is on the way, kind of rolling out to the right, and it will not go. It is wide to the right, and it is no good. With 9 minutes and 52 seconds to play in the first quarter, our score, the Cascade Bruins 6, the Everett Seagulls nothing. Back with more after this timeout. It's the end of high-priced groceries, messy kitchens, and dirty dishes. It's a place where every dinner is a great deal on a great meal. Turf and surf's up at the Buzz Inn. Six-ounce sirloin and six-battered shrimp, $17.99. With nine locations, you won't need to drive far, so get in your car. Take the family to the Buzz Inn Steakhouse and use all that money you save to eat out every night. 9.52 to play here in the opening quarter. A 6-0 lead, Cascade Bruins. They kind of got a little slog in the middle of their drive, but then that pass play, that's not usually what you're going to see from a Cascade team. No, no, and it was well executed, and uh, the receiver high-pointed it, just kind of out-muscled that Everett defender. Um, But, yeah, they get behind the chains like that. You've got to think as a defense that they're going to go play action out of that wing tee and throw it. Braden Gardner will kick it off here. And for the Everett Seagulls, they'll be ready to receive and have their opening possession of the football game. It is Josh Smith deep along with Andreas Gutierrez are deep to receive. Joel Taylor, the referee, blows the whistle and off we will go. And he'll kind of, it'll be Smith who'll let it bounce and it'll go bounces and it bounces all right on out of bounds at about the 10-yard line. My guess is Everett will take it out at the 35 and it'll be first and 10 out the 35 here for the Everett Seagulls. Let's go to Ted with a look at that scoring drive. All right, well, our opening uh, series here went 60 yards in just five plays, some pretty significant uh, gains along the ground before we had that 28-yard TD catch by uh, David Gilbert from quarterback uh, Eric Sowards. PAT failed, but uh, in just two minutes and three seconds, Cascades up 6-0 over Everett. So it'll be first and 10 for the Everett Seagulls. They will start from their own 35-yard line after the kick went out of bounds full house backfield as they run out of the shotgun it'll be the quarterback will keep it then a late toss around the right hand side up and knocked out of bounds about the 45 yard line and it was Garcia who had it first and then Josh Smith gets it on the toss and Smith's going to get an 11 yard gain put him out to the 46 yard line you know, of course, they list the backfield as one, two and three rather than quarterback and two running backs yeah that's old school and uh, I feel like this is a bit of a throwback game. we got one wing T team here and one that looks like they're like an old uh, 1930s throwback single wing. So uh, not a lot of newfangled spread offense here. So on first and 10 from the 46-yard line, they'll give it to Smith right up the middle. He's wearing number one. It puts him up just shy of the 50-yard line. So for the Everett Seagulls, they have eight players going two-way as starters across the front line. Jace Cavani, Derek Bryant, Andre, uh, Andrew Lopez, and Jonah Schmidt, Evan Hart. The wide receivers, Ian Hendry and Xander Grauman. The tight end is Ray Ray Diacant. And then along the backfield, Mo Garcia is the quarterback, and the running backs are Emiliano Velasquez and Josh Smith. Four yards on the game, puts them out to the 50-yard line. It's second down, six yards to go from the 50. Garcia has it. Now he'll keep it. Head up field around the right-hand side across the 45 at the 40. Still on his feet, the 35 at the 30. One man to beat down the 25 and inside the 20-yard line. He's got some wheels. That was 
Mo Garcia, who just kept the football, and then Coach, that first move really did it. He got a cut immediately back against the grain, and everybody else, their momentum was going the opposite way. Yeah, I was talking with Coach uh, Elliott before the game. He said they had a little wrinkle tonight that they hadn't run all year. They're going to run some speed option, and that's what that was. And the quarterback decided he was going to keep it, like you said, and, and so described so well, he just cuts it across the grain and takes it back the other way. 34-yard gain, first and 10 from the 16-yard line. Motion man through the formation. They will keep it again. The quarterback will across the 10 down, and now the flag comes in after the play. Yeah, I think we're going to get a face mask. But the quarterback does what he's coached there. You're always taught if you miss the handoff, go where it was supposed to go anyway, because that's where all the blocking <laughs> is, and that's what he did. It'll be an eight-yard gain, and then we may just get half the distance to the goal line here after that as they are having a discussion here. Joel Taylor, it's kind of bent over. He's the referee. Bent over at the waist, and I'm, and he's going to tell us that it's going to be a face mask here against Cascade. And it'll be first down. Did he get hit? I, if he did, I didn't see it, but he is walking pretty gingerly and moving pretty slow. Steve, what are you seeing down there? Yeah, I, that's news to me. I didn't really notice it until you made a comment about it a minute ago, but now you've got me uh, glued into it, so we will try to watch that, and maybe if uh, you know, he, we get a break, we might even try to ask him. He just did turn 40, right? A couple weeks ago. <laughs> he, actually, he actually turned 38. I believe the, the official that he was working with that night was trying to add a couple years well, to his he's, life. He's moving like he's 40, so. Yeah, he really was bent over at the waist while they were. he was talking with Gio Newland, the umpire. So here we go. First down, goal to go. Hand off to Smith. Smith up the middle, carrying a couple of tacklers with him. Gets down inside the three-yard line. Josh Smith on the carry here. So Everett moved it right on down the field. And they're facing now a second down, goal to go. They're going to put him after a two-yard gain. It'll be second down, goal to go at the two-yard line. Yeah, they're going to want to capitalize on this red zone possession, and if they do, I think Coach Elliott and his guys got to feel pretty good about this start. So again, three backs in the backfield out of the shotgun. Mo Garcia is the quarterback, and he will give it right to Smith. Smith tries the left-hand side. He may get one more yard. Needed two for the touchdown. Gets one here. That's going to bring up third down goal to go after the one-yard gain. Couldn't quite force it in, so he's going to get at least two more chances at it on a third down, and they put it right down, well, just on the, before it was just on this side of the two, now it's just on that other side of the two. So it's still going to be third down, goal to go at the two-yard line. Don't you have to go wide here, Coach, or are you going to stay going up the middle? I'd like to see the quarterback keep it. Okay. I'd like to see him do that little ride fake there, maybe run that option down here on the goal line. He goes under center this time. Does Garcia, under center, turn around, handoff, give it to Velasquez. He's in the end zone. Touchdown, Everett Seagulls. Velasquez, Emiliano Velasquez, goes in from two yards out, and Everett is on the scoreboard. Yeah, just straightforward fullback dive. A little twist on the formation there. They're uh, uh, old eye-back offense there, quarterback under center, and just kind of powered it up there right behind the guard, the two, the two guards in the center. This is where maybe that missed extra point on the other end may start chasing points here early on. It always ends up being that way, doesn't it? <laughs> and it is the quarterback that kicks. That is Mo Garcia who will kick the football. Left-footed kicker. It's on the way, it's up, strong, and it is good. So with seven minutes and 22 seconds to play here in the opening quarter, our score, the Everett Seagulls 7, the Cascade Bruins 6. Back with more from Everett Memorial Stadium, the Battle of Broadway, right here on KRKO. 
Do you know a high school or college student looking for a summer job? GSR Rentals in Monroe is looking for full-time and part-time help. Working in the rental yard, setting up and delivering tents, chairs, and tables for events. No experience necessary. Very competitive pay and a great, fun work environment. For over 20 years, GSR Rentals has been a staple in party and equipment rentals. And with a reputation like that, GSR Rentals needs more help. Get that summer job checked off your list. Go to GSRParty.com for more information. GSRParty.com. Hiring now. GSR Rentals is an equal opportunity employer. 7.22 to go in the opening quarter of action here in the Battle of Broadway, Everett Memorial Stadium. Tom Lafferty along with Coach Joel Vincent, Steve Willis down the sidelines, our spotter Jay Pulliam, our statistician is Ted Beener, Brandon Hamilton feeding us scores and keeping us on the air in downtown Everett at the KRKO Studios. 7-6 lead for the Everett Seagulls over the Cascade Bruins. Both teams have scored on their opening possession. Cascade missed their extra point, and that is a difference in the ball game. We'll take a look at that scoring drive here in just a moment. Garcia to kick the football, and they're going to onside kick. It's bounced at the 50. It's going to be picked up by an upman for the Cascade Bruins. They go for a little gamble here, and that's not going to pay off. It's going to give Cascade the short field. It's going to be Tony DeMorale who will field the football, and they will start on the plus side of the 50-yard line. Let's go to Ted with a look at that scoring drive. Well, Everett uh, really answered that opening drive with their own 65 yards in just seven plays. It took two and a half minutes, and it was capped off by that two-yard TD run by Emilio Valesquez. And we now have, with that successful PAT, Everett 7, Cascade 6. It's going to be first and 10 from the 49-yard line for the Cascade Bruins. Moving from right to left, down by a single point. Toss around the right side. That's Julian Thomas. Heads up field at the 45 to the 40. There he goes. See you later. 30, 20, 10. Reservation for six and into the end zone. Touchdown, Cascade. That's one big answer. Yeah, the big answer. Yeah, hello, it's for you. 49-yard run, Julian Thomas, touchdown, Bruins. Wow, was he, like, shot out of a cannon right there? Or <laughs> he what? turned the I corner. Mean, yeah, yeah he, he stuck that foot in the ground, and he was gone. Remember when Bill Muncy was driving the hydroplanes and he hit the, that nitrous button on the steering wheel? That was that. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> he just He left everybody in his wake. Yeah, there was Julius Thomas' speed and then everyone else right there. Yeah, yeah. So waiting for the addition of the extra point. Now see if they will go for two here. Thomas is still now in there. Looks like they're huddling up. Sowards comes, gets the play from the other sideline, the Cascade sideline. They will indeed go for two here to balance things out. It will be Thomas again, gets a toss sweep, and he's easily in around the left corner in. He was the lone setback and goes in for the two-point conversion, and that gives him the lead at 14-7. to We'll take a break, 14-7, Everett leading, or excuse me, Cascade leading Everett. Back with more after this. As long as there have been kids in baseball, there has been... And for over 40 years, Glass by Lund has been there to pick up the pieces with high-quality service and installation. But Glass by Lund is much more than windows. Mirrors, shower doors, new screens, and tabletop glass are all done with a superior selection of the leading brands. For commercial or residential service in Snohomish County, stop by Glass by Lund showroom just south of Frontier Village in Lake Stevens or online at glassbylund.com. 
Well, they're racking up the scores here at Everett Memorial Stadium. Cascade with a 14-7 lead over the Everett Seagulls. A couple of other first-quarter scores that we do have. Eastlake and Lake Stevens are playing out at Lake Stevens High School. It's a 7-7 tie in the first quarter. Mariner leading Jackson 7-0. That game going on down at Frank Goddard Stadium. Goddard will be busy tomorrow as well at 2 o'clock as it'll be Glacier Peak against Kamiak, a Saturday afternoon game. Here's the approach. And the ball's going to kind of scoot out to the left. They're trying to pick up by Smith at the 20, 25. Kind of slaloms his way up to about the 24, 28-yard line, excuse me, and out of bounds there. So it'll be first and 10 for Everett, just shy of the 30-yard line to start. We go to Ted with a look at that scoring drive. Wow. <clears throat> three possessions, three scores. And this one took just one play after that unsuccessful onside kick. 49 yards. That was a long TD run by Julian Thomas. He also capped off the two-point conversion, and that gives uh, Cascade a 14-7 lead. That play only took 11 seconds, and here we are with 7-11 left in the first quarter. And a 14-7 lead for Cascade, and Everett with the football. First and 10, they'll start at the right on the 30-yard line. Garcia's the quarterback, standing in the center of a trio and then he fakes the handoff Smith gets it around the right side and then he's got some running room up the field at 30 sights up to man at the 35 and out to the 36 yard line little sidestep action there for Josh Smith who kind of puts up an elbow against the defender as he gets up we have a Cascade Bruin that is down on the field that's Connor Murwies from his defensive end position and he is very slow to get up and holding his left knee and here comes the uh training staff from the far sideline for Cascade. And he's in a little bit of distress there. We will give you the uh, Cascade defense. Never had a chance to do that. The uh, defensive tackle, Tony DeMoral and Devon Nelson. The defensive ends are Juan Ramirez and Matthew Phillips. The inside linebacker, Charlie Nelson. The outside linebackers are Kevin Bach and Nate Popple. The cornerbacks, Devin Gilbert and Andy Cosme. And the safeties, Nate Lagutang and Brandon Lagutang, the Cascade Bruin defense. They're still attending to Connor Murwies down on the field. Let's step aside here with 6.47 to play in the opening quarter. It's 14-7, Cascade leading Everett. Back with more from Everett Memorial Stadium after this timeout. Make way. Odyssey 2 is moving, and they've got a lot of stuff to move or sell. Swing by the soon-to-be old location of Odyssey 2, next to Nick's Jr. on Evergreen Way in Everett, and invest in some gold, silver, or military items. Before you know it, they'll be six blocks away in their new location in Claremont. Coins and collectibles, military items, even Halloween costumes at Odyssey 2. Moving sell going on now. Follow the move on Facebook or at odyssey-2.com. So Murwies will get up. They were looking at his left leg, but he goes off under his own power. In fact, jogs off on the far side. So he looks pretty good. And though he goes off the field, he'll get replaced on the field defensively for Cascade. Offensively for Everett, it's second down at four yards to go with the 36-yard line. The Josh Smith will get the handoff from Garcia, and he's going to get first down, just busts it up the middle, gets out to about the 42-yard line. A five-yard gain, that's enough for a first down, so Everett will move the chains. He'll get out to the 42-yard line. So each of these teams have scored on their opening possession. Cascade scores with the long pass on a big third down play 
on their the first score, but they missed the extra point. Then went for two on their last touchdown, and that's where we stand at 14-7 Everett. They scored in their first possession as well. Here comes the blitz. I'll give it to Velasquez around the right side. Tried to turn a corner, and then he got stacked up, and here come, I think, all 11 Cascade defenders were in on the tackle because they all stacked up and formed a wall. So it'll be about a two-yard gain out to the 44-yard line. Well, with these offenses and the formations they run them, they run them out of, there's always going to be 22 guys right here in this box. It's, it's pretty congested in there. Um, you know, neither of these teams are shotgun spread teams with receivers spread out across the field. So we're going to see a lot of those piles of humanity tonight, I'm quite sure. No tunnel screens. and uh... No tunnel screens, no smoke screens. Yeah, no. Uh, might see a jet sweep out of this, maybe. Second out, eight yards to go at the 44-yard line. Bought the right hash mark. Take away from the first man. The quarterback's going to keep it. Garcia across the 45 out to about the 47-yard line. He goes for about a three-yard gain for Mo Garcia. He's a 5'10", 160-pound junior for the Everett Seagulls. Charlie Nelson in on the tackle there for the Cascade Bruins. So it'll bring up a third and five here at the 47-yard line for the for the Everett Seagulls. Everett in there, we're calling them sky blue, sky blue jerseys. First time we've seen those in years and years and years. And white pants, gold helmets, moving left to right here. 4.57 to play in the opening quarter. A 14-7 lead for Cascade. Third and five here for Everett. The shotgun snap, give it to Julian, give it to um, Josh Smith. Smith will carry, and he's still still fighting. Is it Smith who had it? He was fighting and fighting and fighting. It comes out of there, yes, it's Josh Smith who had it. And they're going to give him, they're going to say he stopped at the 49-yard line. So he's going to be a yard short of first down yardage. Decision time for Coach Elliott here. He got fourth and fourth and one. It's going to look like here. Now the officials are. Joel Taylor's calling the officials into a little meeting here. All five officials standing there. <laughs> I'm not sure what they're discussing, but now they move the the down box hasn't been moved. They're going to say, are they making sure that we're on the same down? They're all coming out of there with their fist up saying it's fourth down. It's fourth down, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the um, referee, Joel Taylor, the umpire, Geo Newland, the linesman, Michael Wallace, the line judge, Jared Sherman, and the back judge, Don Lindner. But the down box has one for first down, but it is fourth okay. down. There we go. Now, I think we're all on the same page now. Yes. The line of scrimmage is the 49-yard line. Under center is Garcia, the quarterback. Backs are in the eye. Give it to the first man, he's Velasquez. Gonna, he didn't get it. Get it. In fact, he's getting driven back. They're going to give him forward progress back to the line of scrimmage, but not enough. So from the 49-yard line, Cascade will take over on downs. That's the same play they ran down there on the goal line to score, and uh, Cascade was ready for it there. They knew it was coming. And so now they can flip that down box over to first down. It'll be first down and 10, but we're going the other way, and it'll be the white-clad Cascade Bruins who have the football. First and 10 at the 49-yard line, their own 49. It's a 4-0-1 mark to play in the opening quarter. Bruins with a 14-7 lead. And they'll swap out the football. We'll be ready to go. Cascade coming in on the offense after the turnover on downs by the Everett Seagulls. Bruins still getting the play on the far side. They just signaled that the ball is ready to go, but they're still getting the uh, play called on the far sideline. I think the, the guys are out here. Ten of them are ready to go. Jordan C. is looking back. I don't 
think they have the right personnel grouping or they don't know who's supposed to be out there. I'm like you, Tom. I'm trying to figure out here what's going on. Do we, do we have a yes. quarterback? And now we're going to have a timeout called by the Cascade Bruins. So that's the second timeout for Cascade this half. And Steve, I don't think they know what's going on over there, do they? Well, I thought it was a media timeout. Then I realized we are the media, so it, that can't be it. But yeah, I don't know. Jordan was a little confused, and then finally at the last second he threw up his hand and called the timeout. Yeah, you forgot your big red gloves and your vest that you usually use. Yeah, I will bring those next time. I left them in the car tonight. So Cascade ends up calling a timeout. Everett is out, and they're chatting over, too. I just don't feel like Coach, they had all the right personnel out there. Yeah, it, sometimes, you know, when when that happens, when there's not a punt or something, it's kind of abnormal, right? They go for a fourth down, they don't get it, right. that sudden change. you got guys that are on offense, and they're getting the back turn. They don't know that the, that the possession has changed. And, getting a drink of water. Yeah, yeah. Turn around watching the band. I don't know what they're doing. But but sometimes that happens. You, you don't like it when you're coaching. But uh, uh, it just seemed like they weren't ready. and looked like uh, Coach C was just waiting for the play clock play clock to wind down and then he called a timeout right before the uh, delay game would have been called so meanwhile back in the football game it's going to be first and 10 for cascade at the 49 yard line they're on 49 with 401 to play in the first quarter the bruins with a 14-7 lead and they've got the football after the turnover on downs give it to julian thomas he's going to fight for about a yard right up the middle and he'll fight to the 50 yard line and so get a gain of one to the 50. And coming in, tackling there, who do you got, Coach? I've got Derek Bryant and uh, Velasquez. And Velasquez. In on the stop. So second down and nine yards to go at the 50-yard line for the uh, Cascade Bruins at the 50, second and nine. Under center is quarterback Sowards. They'll give it to the second man around the right side. That's Zach Lopez. Fights for a couple of yards down inside the 50. Now into Everett territory down to the 47-yard line. Gain of about three yards. And an Everett Seagull kind of slow to get up, but he had taken down, been in on the tackle there. So after a gain of a few, he's going to bring up now a third down. And we'll call it seven yards to go. More like six. Third and six at the 47-yard line. Ball in the center of the field. Sowards under center. Given to the motion man around the right side. That's Nelson. Nelson will fall across to the 45 and then kind of leap forward to about the 42-yard line. He's going to come up about a yard short of first down yardage. So he's going to get five. And here comes a fourth down now on the Cascade side of the football. 2.22 to play in this opening quarter. Fourth down and a yard to go. It's a long yard for Cascade, but they're going for it here. From the 42-yard line, right hash mark. Sideline out to the right. Lots of running room out to the left side. Sowards and no, 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 no. We're going to have another timeout. Cascade has burned all their timeouts here in this first quarter. So apparently Jordan C. thought this is going to be an important play, and we'll see what that important play is when we come back with 2.08 to play in the opening quarter. 14-7 the lead. Cascade over Everett. Back with more right after this timeout.
Make comfort in your home personal with a Mitsubishi heating and cooling system from Genesis Refrigeration and HVAC. Now you can control comfort room by room. One at 72 degrees in the family room, 68 in the bedroom, and off in the spare room? No problem. Mitsubishi heating and cooling systems are dramatically more efficient than other systems, and that means you save money. And Mitsubishi's air filtration system gives you cleaner, healthier air. No wonder it's the number one selling ductless brand in America. Visit Genesis Heating and AC online at GenesisHVACR.com. That's GenesisHVACR.com. So it's a fourth down play coming up here for the Cascade Bruins. Jordan C. has burned all three of his first half timeouts here, and we're still with just over two minutes to play in this opening quarter. Fourth down and a yard to go at the 42-yard line. They need to get the 41 for the first down. Up to the line of scrimmage they come. Sowers has it. Give it to Julian Thomas. He gets it and more. Stays on his feet at the 35 and then motors forward down to the 31-yard line. Needed one. Gets about 10 on the play down to the 32. It's a first down. They move the sticks Do the Cascade Bruins. Anything happens, give it to number two. Yeah, and I think you chalk that one up as a well-spent timeout, right? You get the first down. You all get on the same page. You extend the drive. You move the chains. And... Uh, Let's see if, we, if Cascade can punch it in here and take a two-score lead. It'll be first and 10 from the 32-yard line for the Bruins. Moving from right to left here with a 14-7 lead. Take away from the first man. Give it to Lopez. Lopez stutter step around the 25. Now he's on his way at the 20, 15, 10, 5. Looks at the pylon. Heads down there. Does he get in? He does not. No, he's out of bounds at the one-foot line. He was just barely there. He was looking for that red pylon. He could not find it. Actually, he knew where it was, but the ever defender said, no, not yet. And so it will be first down, goal to go, coming up here for Cascade. That's a 31-yard run. Look, they got to make you mad when you can't get it in there. <laughs> well, yeah, he was pretty upset. They'll give, it, they'll give it to him again, I'm guessing. No, they're going to give it to... Julian Thomas, and he will go into the end zone. Big hole there, into the end zone, touchdown cascade. Julian Thomas on the one-yard run. That was easy. Give it to give it to number two. <laughs> That's what they did. And it is now a lead of 20 to 7, pending the extra point coming up here for the Cascade Bruins. And Braden Gardner, the kicker, waiting for personnel. One guy late to the party comes in. He's the that was the left end. That's always late. Waiting for the snap. High snap. The kick on the way by Gardner. It's up, and it is good. With one minute and thirty seconds to play in the first quarter of action, our score: the Cascade Bruins twenty-one, the Everett Goals seven. Back with more from Everett Memorial Stadium after this. Glass by Lund, serving the greater Puget Sound area since 1967 with quality work, exceptional service, and fair pricing. It's their honest reputation that has placed Glass by Lund among the top-rated glass companies in the area for quality based on customer satisfaction. So the next time you're in need of window repair or replacement, shower doors, mirrors, deck railings, residential or commercial, why not call the place that has glass in their name? Glass by Lund. To schedule your free estimate, go to glassbylund.com. Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance knows that good here it's 21-7 Cascade leading Everett at Veterans Memorial Stadium in Snohomish with 8:35 left to go in the first half. Snohomish and Liberty are all tied at 7 each. 
Other scores we had Eastlake and Lake Stevens in the first quarter all tied at 7. Mariner leading Jackson 7-0 in the first quarter. We'll give some score updates coming up here in just a little bit. And here we go, a 21-7 lead for Cascade. Their third touchdown of this first quarter. And they're kind of running around and ready to go for the kickoff here by Braden Gardner. Joel Taylor, their referee, blows the whistle, and underway we are. And low, kind of a line driver, pick up at the 40-yard line, and then hit hard at the 45-yard line. And that was an up man there, and it was Anthony Myers who picked that up, that football up. Kind of a short kick, very short kick. Puts him out to the 46-yard line. Short field coming up here for the Everett Seagulls. We go to Ted with a look at that scoring drive. Well, they started near midfield, drove 51 plays in just six plays, or 51 yards, rather, in six plays. That only took two and a half minutes, and uh, was topped off by that one-yard TD run by Julian Thomas, his second of the night. Cascade 21, Everett 7. Thank you very much, Ted. Winding down here, the final minute and a half or so of this first quarter. we got another timeout. Another timeout called by the Everett Seagulls. Well, we know Cascade didn't take it. No, because Cascade's out. out, so Everett calls a timeout here. And, Steve, we were talking about the um, size of the crowd. A few more people have kind of wandered in. Yeah, it was a late-arriving crowd. I was a little <laughs> bit concerned about five minutes before kickoff. It looked awfully em- empty. You were mentioning that the stadium does hold a lot, but even for what it does hold, there weren't very many people here. But I'll tell you what, it's it's filling in really nicely right now, and good to see it. It's a it's a pleasant night down here. Down on the field, it feels nice, not too cold. Obviously, there's no wind to speak of tonight. Just a great atmosphere for a football game. How's that turf? I'm loving the turf. And just even just to walk around on it, and not only does it feel good, but it looks really good too. For those that haven't seen it yet. The, the two-tiered color of green every five yards, it's very sharp. It's it's nice. I thought it was a little much, though, you breaking out the bedroom slippers to walk around on. Yeah, there was that, but uh, <laughs> I finally put those away and put my uh, my new balance on, and we're good to go now. Maybe these people are all down at um, T-Mobile Park watching the Mariners win today. Yeah, I would imagine some of those folks have been back, though, but I'm, uh, they might have been having a little bit of a celebratory time after the game, so perhaps they'll arrive later on. First down, 10 yards to go at the 46-yard line for the Everett Seagulls. Shotgun snap here for Garcia. Fakes it to the first man, throws it to Smith. He cuts back against the grain again. This time it's not going to work. He got the late toss out to the left side, then tried to head up field, and Cascade Bruin defenders were going to have none of it, and he's going to lose about two yards on the play. Yeah, it was a backwards pass, so it was a lateral. So it was going to be a two-yard loss. It's going to be second down, 12 yards to go at the 44-yard line. The play coming in from the near side, and their head coach, Brian Elliott, the Everett Seagulls, down 21-7. Clock moving. We're inside a minute to play in this first quarter. Second down, 12 yards to go for Everett from the 44 Shotgun snap for Garcia. They'll give it to the second man, Velasquez, and he'll be brought down. Maybe a yard gain. He's going to get exactly one, put out to the 45-yard line. So a couple plays that are kind of slow developing here. And coming up on the tackle for the, I thought he said 68. Yeah, Tony Dale Morale in on the tackle here for the Cascade Bruins. So third and 11. Third and 11 at the 45-yard line. 
And that's going to happen when we come back in the second quarter. The first quarter is history, and the Cascade Bruins leading the Battle of Broadway, 21-7 over Everett. Second quarter coming up right here on KRKO. Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance knows that good coverage counts. Whether you're running through the defense to the end zone, finding a good position for the game-winning three-pointer, or if the neighbors need to refine their fastball. And here comes the pitch. Oh, sorry. Coverage is important. Call Mike Dixon to find out what coverage is best for you, and pretty soon you'll be Stixon with Dixon. That's Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance in Old Town Local TO. Call 425-375-0860 today because coverage counts. At Honda of Marysville, customer satisfaction is paramount. From first-time buyers to busy families, even sensitive credit situations, we've got you covered. With thousands of five-star guru reviews, don't take my word for it. Hear what our customers have to say. It was easy to come in. They were super helpful. They did a great job, and I appreciate it. They made the whole thing very easy, explained everything to me. They were very kind and knowledgeable, not pushy. Boo. At Honda of Marysville, customer satisfaction is our number one priority. And we are changing the auto industry one Happy customer at a time. Okay. Third down and 11 yards to go for the Everett Seagulls at their own 45-yard line. As we switch ends here, shotgun snap, quarterback's going to keep it. That's Mar Garcia across the 50, 45, still on his feet, down to the 40. Gang tackles across the 40, still going down inside the 40-yard line. Put him at the 38. He was not going to be denied. Josh Smith on the carry. And Smith will get it down for a first down for the Everett Seagulls. It's an 18-yard run for Josh Smith. little switch up there, Tom. They put yep. uh, uh, Josh Smith there at the quarterback position and uh, went a little bit of a wildcat look there and just ran him right up the middle with two lead blockers. Yeah, I saw that. It was snapped back to the center guy. He's usually been Garcia, but they, yeah, like you said, they tricked me. They kind of tricked at Cascade, too, didn't they? <laughs> enough to get him down inside the 40 now they're at the 37 where it's first and 10 garcia back in now at the center spot and he was going to give it to smith this time or on the left hand side and he'll get across the 35 and bust forward to about the 34 yard line gain of three yards here for josh smith and charlie nelson comes up makes the stop Kevin Bach was in there as well. So it puts him at the 34-yard line. Gain of three, so it'll be second down, seven yards to go for Everett, down by a score of 21-7 to here. We're in the second quarter of the Battle of Broadway at Everett Memorial Stadium. 7-12 left to go in the second quarter over at Veterans Memorial Stadium. 14-7, Liberty leading Snohomish. Second down, seven yards to go. Ball's on the ground, and somebody kicked it there. And I think Cascade Bruins have it. See what comes away with the football. It will be, yeah, they couldn't hold on to the football. Charlie Nelson recovers it there for the Cascade Bruins. Yeah, low snap kind of bounced off the quarterback's ankle and then just went directly into that mass of bodies of the offensive and defensive line. I didn't see who came up with it uh, for Cascade, but uh, what an unfortunate turnover for Everett. So the turnover... On the uh, fumble, gives it right over to the Cascade Bruins. They'll switch out the football. They'll move the sticks, and it'll be first and 10 for Cascade, leading it 21-7. Some other scores. Mariner leading Jackson in the first quarter, 20 to nothing. Lake Stevens leading Eastlake, 14-7. Final, Cedar Crest 
remains unbeaten in the Polk Division. They beat Meadowdale, shut them out 25 to nothing. The first game of the doubleheader down at Edmonds District Stadium. First and 10, go with a quick snap. They give it to Julian Thomas. Thomas cuts back at the 40, 45, 50, up the right side at the 40, and then knocked out of bounds. Nice tackle there by Ian Hendry. Ian Hendry came through, got an angle on him, and just had to lower the shoulder and just push him out of bounds. But that's a big gainer into deep into Everett Siegel territory for Julian Thomas. Boy, Ian Hendry brought it there on the sideline. He's, he's all at 5'7", 150. So a 31-yard gain for Julian Thomas for the Cascade Bruins. They go deep it now into Eversigo territory down to the 37-yard line. Bought the right hash mark, and it'll be first and 10 for Cascade at the Everett 37. Sowards gets it, hands off. Thomas up the middle. Thomas busts free at the 30, at the 20, at the 10. Thomas down in the end zone. No! They threw a flag at the end of the play. He didn't make the end zone. Julian Thomas, the official was, I thought, putting up his arms to say touchdown, but he was reaching for his flag and threw it in there after the play was over. I think he made it in there, but it might have been a horse collar of some kind or maybe a face mask. We're waiting for Joel Taylor to give us the uh, indication there, but it came from the back judge there just as I thought he was going to raise his arm. Steve, what did you see there? I saw the same thing. I thought he actually made it in, but I didn't have the right angle. It cer certainly, I think it's going to be a horse collar. It looked like he was dragged down from behind, but we'll, uh, we'll get the call here in just a moment. Well, if it's a horse collar or a face mask, and we're going to say it is a touchdown. So it is a touchdown, personal foul, horse collar on uh, I think on uh, Cask. I think he yeah, pointed, I think, I think, uh, Joel pointed, pointed the wrong, wrong way, way there, yeah. But but yeah, that's exactly what we call it. We all kind of saw there. I, I was almost certain he was in, and then I saw the flag. And so well, he did point at Cascade, but I think that was an error. Or do or or Steve did it happen? Did Cascade commit the horse collar? No, no, no. I, no, unless, I don't. Unless he's going to horse collar his own running back. It was <laughs> Julian Thomas was the one that went backwards, or at least they attempted to. Yeah. But he's just so shifty, and he kind of squirted right out of it, and. Even though they grabbed him from behind, he still stumbled into the end zone. I think it was just a matter of my assumption is that one official was reaching for the flag, and in doing so, he almost forgot to signal touchdown at the same time. But uh, certainly he was in, and I think you're right, Joel Taylor just pointed in the wrong direction. And we've got another uh, official's huddle going on here. Yeah, the official's huddled up, and then Joel Taylor, the referee, went over and talked with Jordan C. So we're good to go, I guess. So. Are they going to put the do the um, penalty on the kickoff? We'll see. We're going to have the addition of the extra point. Foot puts to it. It's up and good by Brian Gardner. And we'll try to sort this out and see what happens as we get to the uh, kickoff coming up here. 10-12 to go in the first half. 28-7. Cascade leading Everett. Back with more of the Battle of Broadway after this timeout. K-R-K-O. The station specializing in songs that pick you up. Music makes you feel great, you know. Songs that get you singing. How can you not sing along? Sing with me, sing for the year, sing for the left, sing for the tears. Your music. I know all the words. It makes it easy to sing along. Baby, I'm amazed at the way you help me sing my song. It's Everett's Greatest Hits, only on KRKO. 
right. 25 nothing. the final. Cedar Crest beat Meadowdale. That's the first final of this week number six of high school football. Here, Cascade's kind of running away with it now with a 28-7 lead over Everett. They are going to mark off that personal foul penalty, the horse collar on the kickoff. So instead of kicking off from the 40-yard line, they're going to kick off from the other 45. So deep in Everett territory. You wouldn't onside kick it here, would you? Yeah, you would. I would be tempted. <laughs> yes, I, abso- I, I absolutely would do it here. As soon as I asked, I knew. Especially <laughs> if I saw them line up like this. Yeah. Um, I would I would send the kick team out and just say, look to the sideline. We may give you the signal. But, yeah, they're spread out. They're not expecting it. Yeah, I would absolutely do it here. Because they're kicking off again from the ever 45-yard line after the horse collar. So waiting for the approach here by Braden Gardner. There is the whistle, and here is the approach. They're not. They're going to root it deep. No, we're going to come back, though. The whistle sounds. I heard the Joel Taylor's whistle that we were ready to go, but I wonder if somebody's offsides. I don't see a flag. I don't see one either. And he picked up the tee from the 45-yard line. I heard multiple whistles as the ball was in the air. I've yet to still see a flag down. Well, that's funny you said what you did as fast as you did. You've covered enough of my games. Yeah, I would absolutely on <laughs> side kick it here. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I asked, asked and answered, Your Honor, yeah, I, I knew that was coming. So they're going to put it right back down on the 45-yard line again. I don't have any earthly clue why they blew the whistle. Other than maybe we didn't hear a whistle and it wasn't ready for play. I don't know. I think the it, what took so long after the extra point was the referee was over explaining to Coach C what his options yeah. were. Okay, here's the approach now and the kick. If they weren't going deep, they are now right off through the back of the end zone for the touchback out to the 20-yard line. It'll come. It'll be first and 10 for the uh, Everett Seagulls. And let's go to Tornado Table to look at that scoring drive. Well, that was another quick scoring drive, just 68 yards. Two plays, both of them by our star of the game so far, Julian Thomas. And uh, he ran it in from 37 yards out. That gives him seven carries, 146 yards, and two touchdowns already. And Cascade leads 28-7 to over Everett. And the Seagulls have it now. First and 10 from the 20-yard line. Ball right in the center of the field. The quarterback is Mo Garcia. He's standing in the center of three backs. The single wing look, and they'll hand it off. And looking for yard two, maybe two. Not much running room there on that inside handoff. That's going to be Smith who carried it. He came out of that pile. There's a whole bunch of Cascade Bruins there. Gain of two brings up second down, eight yards to go for the Seagulls. Big group tackle there. So from the 22-yard line now. On second and eight. Who gets the football here? It's going to be Smith again, I believe. And he's going to get... It was Smith. It was Smith who carried. Gives a six-yard gain that time. Well, this is a big third down for Everett. So third down and two yards to go with the 28-yard line for the Seagulls. Yeah, the last thing you want to do here is give the ball back to Julian Thomas and the Bruins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, keep it away from him. That's, 
if you're Cascade, you feed him. If you're, you want to starve him. If you're the uh, Everett Seagulls. Well, the left hash, third down, two yards to go. Inside handoff to Smith. Nothing doing there. Smith is going to be hit as he got the football. It's like Cascade knew that it was coming. And it's going to be a loss of two yards. The tackle there is going to be by Colby Perman Marshall. Makes the stop. Loss of two. Put him back to the 26-yard line, and Everett will have to punt the football. Are they going to punt it? They must be. Yeah. Everett has so few guys, though, you don't see, like, wholesale changes. No. A lot, of, a lot of their starters are on their punt team. So I'm, they've got 12. Okay, now one's run off. Yeah. So the quarterback is in. He stays in to punt. Mo Garcia, he does the kicking. Is It's a low kick. He puts it high in the elevator shaft and heading for the out-of-bounds line, and it goes right straight out-of-bounds at the 50-yard line. So kind of a short kick there for Garcia. No return as the ball went out of bounds. It'll be first and 10 for Cascade. Again, the short field. They'll start right on the 50-yard line. Eight minutes and two seconds to play in this first half of action. A 28-7 lead for Cascade over Everett. The Battle of Broadway. Everett got it last year, 16-13. And with Cedar Crest winning tonight, Cascade has to keep keep up with them because when the Cascade Bruins and the Cedar Crest Wolves play in a couple of weeks, it could be for a chance to make the playoffs and get into a play-in game against the South Division's number five team. Both those teams, so they're all, from the Polk Division, there is a path into the playoffs. You just have to go undefeated. Nobody has yet, but looks like somebody may this year. Here we go on a first and ten play. Give it to Lopez. Got hit once, got hit twice, and he's going to be brought down for a, well, maybe right back to the line of scrimmage. It was kind of a late handoff, and as he got the football, he was hit by one passing Everett Seagull. And then he's going to be slow getting up and making his way back to the huddle. Zach Lopez, 5'9", 160-pound junior. All seniors except for Lopez and the skill positions for Cascade. Sowards is a senior, the quarterback. Julian Thomas, the 5'6", 170-pound senior. He's been the workhorse tonight. He's in the backfield there, second down. They say no gain on the previous play. So second down, 10 yards to go from the 49-yard line. Sowards under center. They will toss it to Thomas around the right-hand side at the 50. Heads up field at the 45 at the 40 and out of bounds. He's just shy, it looks like. It's going to be a nine-yard gain. Put him out of bounds at the 42. Needed the 41 for the first down. So a nine-yard run there. That lowers his average, doesn't it, seems like? A little bit. <laughs> at one point, he was uh, five five carries, 78 yards, two touchdowns. Eight carries for 155 yards now. Third down and a yard to go here. They will give it to Thomas again. He's going to get hit right at the line of scrimmage. I don't think he got it. He got kind of, they kind of, at, at some point, Everett does know that they're going to give it to number two. <laughs> now, so his average lowers again. No, no gain on that play. It's third down and a yard to go at the 42-yard line. Is it fourth down? Yep. Did I, did I miss one? Yep. Having one of my spells again? So fourth down and a yard to go. So they will go for it here on fourth down at the 42. And it's a long yard to go. 
Sowers gets it, toss it to Thomas. Thomas won't happen. He's going to be brought down for the loss. Kind of a late pitch, toss sweep around the right side. He could never turn the corner. Everett sniffed that out perfectly. He's going to lose four yards, and they're going to turn over the ball on downs to the Everett Seagulls out at the 46-yard line. If you're Coach Elliott and his guys, that's got to be encouraging. Maybe you can uh, march one down here and uh, close the gap here on Cascade. 6.28 to play here in this first half of action. A 28-7 lead for Cascade. Everthill holds on downs, and it's first and 10 for the Seagulls at the 46-yard line left hash mark. Moving from right to left. As Mo Garcia gets the shotgun snap, and he'll hand it off to Smith. Turns the corner left side. Oh, he gets hit hard as he gets to the 48-yard line. <laughs> got helped up by the guy, the passing truck that got him. That was Charlie Nelson and Devin Gilbert, who just absolutely stood him up. Still gets a gain of three, put him out to the 49-yard line. It'll bring up second and seven for the Everett Seagulls. This game's been pretty physical, as rivalry games normally are, but it's really nice so far. Anyway, both these teams are exhibiting great sportsmanship. They're helping each other up. Um, good physical football game. 49-yard line. Second down, seven yards to go for the Seagulls. Mo Garcia, the quarterback, stands. Now, actually, oh, they're going to go something different. Yeah, got a little bit of a spread look here, Tom. Double wideouts to the left and to the right. Lone setback standing behind the quarterback, and he's going to keep it. As now they're going to, I think they're going to have a false start. Of, I, I think it's going to be an illegal shift penalty. Yeah, flag flag is on the far side from the far side judge and Joel Taylor getting I think they're thinking too many guys were motioning a little bit too much and so they're having a discussion and he's going to uh, give us it's going to be a dead ball illegal so false start of some description if all else fails just say illegal procedure yeah roll those hands (laughs) point to one side and march the five yards off and Everett was going with something different. They had, yeah, a, they were, they had a different look. They were in a spread look there. And uh, Joel Taylor's over here explaining to you, uh, uh, Coach, what's going on. And they're going to, you know, Coach Elliott's just kind of shaking his head. And they're going to line <laughs> up and uh, do it again because they're in a spread look again. They are. Second down, 12 yards to go at the 44 yard line left hash. As they wind the clock, and here we go. Motion man through the formation. Back to pass is Garcia. Rolling to the right. Still rolling, rolling, rolling. Now being chased. Now he rolls back to the left. He's all the way back at the 20-yard line. He's still looking upfield. He's at the 30. Sets up. Throws. Down through the middle. It's going to be caught at the 42-yard line. Smith came back and got the football. How did that happen? I, <laughs> Mo Garcia was turning out for the, the track coach. He's going to sign him up. He was running so far. That was, a, that was reminiscent of a play I saw in a college game earlier this year. Uh, quarterback just running around all over the place and finally finding a receiver down the field. And he got it all the way down, and Smith holds it in, and it's all the way down to the 43-yard line. It's first and 10. First down, 10 yards to go for the Everett Seagulls. They go with the same spread to look, but they'll give it on the running play around the left-hand side. Gutierrez will carry. He will get... Maybe a yard to the 42. So they're going to give him two, put him at the 41-yard line. 
We're at 4.39 and counting to play in the first half of action. Cascade with a 28-7 lead over Everett in the Battle of Broadway at Everett Memorial Stadium. Second down, eight yards to go from the 41-yard line for the Gulls. Again, they'll go with a single setback to the left of the quarterback, Garcia. Double wideouts both ways. Now they put one in motion through the formation as Garcia is going to be hit, and he is going to be sacked all the way back at the 50-yard line, and that is going to be Colby Perman Marshall come through. He's, a couple of times he's gotten tackles for loss. It could be a loss of, what would you say, Ted? Seven yards on the loss on the quarterback sack back at the 48-yard line. Yeah, he shot that gap wow. and, and was just not even blocked. And stop that play before it even had a chance to get going so third and 16 yards to go for the seagulls we're coming up with the ball is snapped three and a half minutes of play in the first half big third down play here for everett double wideouts to the right and to the left shotgun snap back to pass sets up has time this time throws it down the right side incomplete kind of a low Kind of low, and the Ian Hendry was intended receiver. Probably should have caught it, but it was a little low. Kind of bounced off the turf as he was catching the football. So fourth down, that rolls up quickly here. Yeah, and I think because of the, the distance here, it's fourth and 15 or so. Yeah. I think that forces your hand here if you're Coach Elliott to, to have to punt the ball here even though you're behind. So Cascade makes wholesale changes here for the punt return team. They'll drop three back. The kick by Garcia is away. It's going to bounce a couple of times. They're going to let it bounce and let it roll down to the five-yard line, inside the five-yard line. Wow. So all the way down inside the five, and that's where Cascade will start. First and ten at about the four for the Bruins. Bruins coming in at five and oh on the season. And they're on a collision course with Cedar Crest, also at 5-0, 6-0 after tonight. Cascade with wins over Marysville, Getchell, Newport, Inglemore, Jackson, and Oak Harbor. Both Newport and Redmond are playing a non-competitive out of the Kinko, too, because you notice that their games are not in the standings. Their overall is, but not in the regular standings. So, so we're at the clock at 3-12 to play in the first half. It's going to be first and 10 for Cascade at the four-yard line. Sowards under center. Lone setback is Thomas. Thomas gets a football across the five out to the seven-yard line. Gain of a couple there for Julian Thomas for the Bruins. Just give him a little more breathing room, not standing in the shadow of the goalpost there. Put him out to the seven. Gain of three brings up second down, seven yards to go for Cascade. Not in any hurry. They got 2.52, but they have no timeouts. They burned all those in the first quarter. Don't seem like they're very urgent about things. They've, they've got a big lead at 28-7. Second down, seven yards to go for Cascade. From the seven-yard line, toss around the right side to the motion man out to the 15 at 20. That's Nelson out to the 25-yard line. Charlie Nelson on the carry. Give him a first down easily. He'll move the sticks all the way out to the 25-yard line. 
now you got some breathing room. Maybe you now want to kind of control the clock a little bit. Yeah, that's usually the mentality. You, you get that first first down, get out of the shadow of your own goal line, and now you can be a little bit more aggressive, I think, if you're Cascade. 18-yard gain, put them out to the 25-yard line. It's first and 10 for Cascade at their own 25, 216 and counting to play in the first half. Both the right hash, lots of running room out to the left side. they got one wide receiver out there. Motion man through the formation. They'll give it to him around the left-hand side. The 25 and the 30, and then hit. And they're going to say he was down, although he stayed on his feet. Ande Cosme. He did, okay, slid to his knees. It looked like he stayed up, but he got hit and stopped, and he's going to get still an eight-yard gain out to the 32, 33-yard line. Nice run there by Cosme. Brings up second down, two yards to go. Now we're down to a minute 37 to play in the first half. On a second and two play, give it to Thomas. See you later. 40, 45, 50. Cuts back at the 45, 40. Outside the numbers now at the 30. All the way down inside the 30-yard line. Now you really want to control the clock because now you're deep into Everett Siegel territory. Julian Thomas on the carry all the way down to the 27-yard line. It'll be first and 10 for the Bruins. They'll stop the clock to move the chains. A little quick-hitting trap play right up the middle there for uh, um, him to run and just broke it big for 40 yards, and now they're really, really working. Minute 16 to play. The clock is moving. Minute 14 to play. They'll give it to Nelson around the right side. Tries to turn a corner. He does at the 25. And then being tackled all the way down. Nice job by Ian Henry just to ride him all the way down to the 22-yard line. Gain of about five there for the Bruins. Tick, tick, tick. 55 seconds. Yeah, this is where the lack of timeouts and just the nature of your offense having to huddle every time kind of hinders you here down here in this two-minute offense situation. At the 22-yard line, second down, five yards to go. Julian Thomas spins away from Matt at the 20, stays on his feet to the 15, and dives forward to the 13-yard line. They'll move the sticks, stop the clock, 40 seconds to go. Nine-yard gain, they wind the clock down to the 13-yard line. 36, 35, 34, they're still in the huddle. Up to the line of scrimmage they come, 31, 30, 29, 28. To the line of scrimmage they come, under center is Sowers. Still haven't snapped the football. Now they do. They will roll out the pass. Sowers looks upfield, has some time, dumps it down to Julian Thomas, makes the catch and heads for the out-of-bounds line inside the five-yard line. Down to 14 seconds to go. That's a little bit of improvisation there, I think. A little improvisation. They run the uh, old wing tee bootleg. Nothing's really there. Thomas comes open late, and it's pretty fortunate that he caught the ball where he did and was able to get out of bounds because I'm not sure they would have been able to line up and run another play. And that gives them a fresh set of downs, although they don't have a lot of time to use them. Yeah, more importantly, it saves that 14 seconds because, I, like I said, I don't think they would have been able to run another play. First and ten, first down goal to go at the three-yard line now for Cascade. The clock has stopped yeah. as he went out of bounds. Yeah, they, if they run the ball here, they've got to punch it in because they're not going to get another play in. So. so from the three-yard line, first down, goal to go. Back to pass. They'll dump it over in the right corner. They're fighting for the football. The ball's knocked away incomplete. Devin Gilbert was the intended receiver. He was fighting tooth and nail with the defender in the corner there, yeah. Derek Olson. I thought we were going to have a repeat of the first touchdown. Yeah. It was just a 50-50 jump ball, and we saw earlier in the game Gilbert actually came down with that. So second down, goal to go up to three. Ten seconds to play in this first half. 
Yeah, I think you've got to throw the ball again because I know I keep I keep saying it, but you run it and don't get it in. That's that's yep. going to be the half. So. So here comes the play from the far sideline. Unless you give it to two, Julian Thomas. With 10 seconds to go, second down goal to go at the three-yard line. Back to pass. Oh, whistles. Whistles before the play starts, and that's going to be called by the Everett Seagulls. They have some timeouts, so they wanted to stop the clock to talk about it. Here as we get ready to head in to our halftime activities here at the Battle of Broadway at Everett Memorial Stadium. Let's get down the field to Steve. Yeah, this will be interesting. We heard Jordan C. say before the game that he talked Devin Gilbert into playing basketball or playing football. He's a basketball star. And uh, using his height right now, he saw it in the first quarter, tried it again there right before the end of the half. Nice weapon to have when you don't have any timeouts and 10 seconds to go. And see what they decide to dial up here with 10 seconds to go. Cascade leading at 28-7. to seven. Cascade had the early 6-0 lead. Everett took the lead at 7-6 because Cascade had missed the extra point. Well, it appeared to me because the, the ball was snapped and the play was whistled dead with the yep. timeout, but it looked like they were going to run a slant route with their outside receiver here. So it will be interesting to see if they come back to that or maybe now they say, well, they saw that, so we've got to go to something else. But um, I'd be wary if I was ever to where number five is. Second down. Goal to go at the three-yard line. Sowards under center. Toss, they'll go around the left side. Heading in, Nelson, touchdown. They do run it. They got it to Nelson on a little toss around the left-hand side, and he goes in the end zone. Cascade Bruins score with seven seconds to go in this first half. So they did keep it on the ground, so they decided to kind of roll the dice a little bit. And it'll be... Waiting for the addition of the extra point here. Braden Gardner to kick it out of the hold of Zach Surwiak. Waiting for the snap here for the addition of the extra point and the 35th point. Ball is airborne, is up, and it is no good. Pushed it over to the right side. So wide right there. The extra point's no good, and we'll keep it right here during this timeout as they switch it over and Everett will get the ball back here for just a few seconds to wind up the first half. Our halftime is coming up and it's going to be sponsored by your Snohomish County PUD. Let's go down to Steve on the sideline. Yeah, a really quick injury report. I'm kind of laughing, so not too serious. Don't want to alert the family here, but Devin Gilbert got a little banged up on that last play and was able to get over to the sideline and some of his teammates started calling for the trainer. The trainers came over, two young ladies came over, and he waved them off. Apparently he got hit in an area that he didn't really need them to examine, so he seems to be doing fine now, and he's smiling, but uh, definitely a painful moment. I think a lot of us guys can relate to that one. Today's game brought to you by Mike Dixon Insurance. Coverage is important. Call Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance to find out what coverage is best for you. Pretty soon you'll be Dixon with Dixon. That's Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance in Old Town, Muckleteo. Call 425-375-0860 today because coverage counts. Kickoff coming up here for the Cascade Bruins. They've missed a couple of extra points. Right now, 34-7 to is our score with just seven seconds to go in this first half. The approach and the kick, the kind of squib it's going to be bounced and fallen upon here by Anthony Myers, so it'll be 
probably one knee taken here by the Seagulls. Let's take a look at that scoring drive. Well, they started on their own five-yard line, so they went 95 yards in eight plays. Took just over three minutes at three minutes and five seconds. And uh, with just seven seconds left in the half, we had a three-run TD run by Charlie Nelson. So at this point, after they missed point after, Cascade leads 34-7 to over Everett. First down and 10 for Everett at their own 41-yard line. Just five seconds to go. See if they have a 59-yard uh, play here. They will toss it on the right side. It's going to be a halfback pass. Smith looking upfield, throws. It's going to be low and incomplete. And that play took all of that seven seconds, and that will be that. So the first half will end on a halfback pass, an aborted halfback pass that didn't work. And it will be our halftime with Cascade leading the Everett Seagulls 34-7. Everett is still, I think, I'm not sure they're going upstairs. Oh, let's go downstairs to Steve. All right, we're with head coach Jordan C. right now. Cascade up 34-7. to Coach, uh, we talked about it right during the pregame show. You mentioned Devin Gilbert, a nice weapon to have that you didn't have in your arsenal before. The six-foot-four wide receiver. You're known as a running team. You, you let them score when they're early. Even a wing tee coach loves a great wide out. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's like he's going to go over guys. And like I said, we're wing tee. I'm like a true believer in the wing tee. But you got a guy like that, you got to throw him the rock. Definitely. Well, the wing tee also likes to run, and uh, Mr. Thomas can do a little bit of that. We saw three touchdowns in the first half. Talk about his performance. He's special. He has the talent, and he understands wing tee running. And so it's it's really hard to stop him. And so um, there's a way you need to run the rock in this offense, and he's a tremendous player. And so if he gets to the line of scrimmage untouched, he can go every single time. 34 points in the first half. Everything seems to be working. What do you tell that side of the ball at halftime? I'm proud. Um, I don't like giving up, uh, getting stopped on fourth down. You know, we had third down and one, and we can't get a yard. And so, you know, I'm, I'm proud of how we played, but we need to keep the energy up, and uh, I expect us to get first down to score every time we have the ball. So. Defensively, Everett scores on the first possession. You seem to have shut them down. You seem to have maybe made a few adjustments after that. Yeah, like I said, uh, Mauricio, their quarterback, he's one of the best athletes in Wesco, and so I think we had to kind of get used to how good he is. And I, I tried to tell my team, he's like, you can't replicate that type of athleticism at practice. So I think we settled down a little bit. Um, we got hit in the mouth at, up front, but I think we've responded well. Coach, thanks for your time. Thanks, man. There you go. Thanks, Steve, along with Jordan C., head coach of the Cascade Bruins. The Bruins lead it 34-7 here at halftime. Our halftime is brought to you by and powered by the Somers County PUD. Your PUD offers ways to help you save energy and lower your bill, get instant rebates on energy-saving home improvements, and special low prices on efficient home products. Visit snlpud.com for waves to save. We'll come back, take a look at the first half scoring. Our score at the half, the Cascade Bruins 34, Denver Seagulls 7. Back with more at halftime right here on the Battle of Broadway. Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett. Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842. The Law Offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will fight for you. Call 800-LAW-0842. 
Snohomish PUD has been energizing life in our communities for over 70 years. That's why your PUD is a proud supporter of broadcasting Western Conference High School athletics in our community. Congratulations to our local student-athletes for excelling in sports and academics. Your PUD offers several ways to help you save energy and lower your bill. The PUD offers instant rebates on energy-saving home improvements and special low prices on efficient home products. Check out snopud.com or visit marketplace.snopud.com for ways to save. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 802-341-4538-802-341-4538-802-341-4538-802-341-4538. That's 802-341-4538. Save our songbirds with Wild Birds Unlimited in Everett. Keep cats indoors, drink bird-friendly coffee, and reduce plastics to help our native bird populations. Bird watching is another basic way you can help save our songbirds. So turn to the staff at Wild Birds Unlimited to get you started on Evergreen Way or mywbu.com slash Everett. And welcome back to Everett Memorial Stadium, the Battle of Broadway, where the Cascade Bruins have a 34-7 lead over the Everett Seagulls. They're doing senior night festivities for Everett down on the uh, turf right now, so the seniors are bringing their parents out. Usually do that before the game, but there were hardly any people here. There's a pretty good crowd here now for this Battle of Broadway, so they're doing their senior night activities right now here at halftime. And right now, here at halftime, our, our own senior... His tornado. That's not very nice. Tornado. <laughs> Look at the first half scoring. Oh, got cold in here. <laughs> he's younger than I am. I, yes, I am. So yes. I guess I am. And I do play for the senior teams. All right? That's right. So, all right. Okay. All right. Cascade got the opening kickoff, and they drove 60 yards in just five plays, two minutes and three seconds, for their first score of the night, and that was a 28-yard TD catch by Devin Gilbert, and that came from uh, Eric Sowards. The PAT failed, so that gave Cascade a 6-0 lead uh, with the first possession of the night. Everett answered right away with their own 65-yard play in seven minutes, uh, excuse me, seven plays in two minutes and 30 seconds, topped off by a two-yard TD run by Emilio Valesquez. And uh, that gave, with the PAT, that gave Everett a 7-6 lead over Cascade, their only lead of the game thus far. Uh, as we uh, had the second possession by Cascade, they had only one play in, after a failed onside kick. 49-yard TD run by Julian Thomas. He also completed the two-point uh, two conversion. It only took 11 seconds, and that gave Cascade a lead of 14-7. to seven. Uh, Later in the uh, first quarter, Cascade got the ball back again, this time pretty close to midfield. They drove 51 yards in six plays, took just under two and a half minutes, and topped off by a one-yard TD run by Julian Thomas. 
giving Cascade a 21-7 uh, lead over Everett. As we head into the second quarter, uh, Cascade got the ball once again at their own 32, but it took uh, only a couple of plays to drive 68 yards, just 15 seconds topped off by a Julian Thomas 37-yard TD run. Uh, and the PAT was good, giving Cascade a 28-7 lead with 10 minutes and 12 seconds left in the second quarter. And the final score, uh, scoring play of the uh, uh, of the second half, uh, second quarter rather, here in the first half. Late. Uh, Cascade got the ball on their own five-yard line, drove 95 yards, literally ran the clock out in eight plays, took three minutes and five seconds, leaving just seven seconds left on the clock. And Charlie Nelson ran it in from three yards out. Uh, the PAT was no good, and so Cascade leads here at the half, 34 to seven over Everett. Okay, thanks very much, Tornado Ted. Let's go to Steve down the sidelines with a special guest. Thank you very much, Tom. We are down here along the sideline and with our athletic director of Everett Public Schools, Danny Mundell. Danny, first time I've had a chance to meet you. It's been two years since you've been on the job. Now, I guess just generally speaking, overall, how are things going? Things are going great. We've got a brand new facility with amazing new turf and sporting all the teams. I don't think I could ask for anything more in working in an environment where... From the superintendent on down, the entire community supports athletics and activities. We've got the best facilities in Washington State. And so to start off this season, you know, just a shiny new field has been a dream. We watched the, uh, the turf get installed during the summer here. It seemed like it was pretty seamless. It looked great right from the beginning. I've got to think you were impressed with the way it turned out. Absolutely. And more impressive was that it finished on time. <laughs> Always good for the athletic director when those things get done right. Absolutely. Number one concern is starting the season. Well, and then Battle of Broadway, I've got to think also for an athletic director of three high schools, it's always kind of nice when two of them are going head-to-head. -head. You get to be in one place and see two teams, two administrations, two teams, two cheer squads, everything else. How are you enjoying this game thus far? It's great. I think the biggest thing has been the packed house that we have, seeing the line of cars entering the stadium, seeing the lines at the ticket booths, looking out into the stands and having really the full lower half full is just, it's a great environment to be a part of. And well behaved so far too, right? We see kids on both sides that seem to be having a good time and doing it the right way. Absolutely. They've uh, Buildings all over Wesco have been really been pushing sportsmanship and I think that we have you know students that we can be proud of who show sportsmanship at every game, including the rivalry game. So we're a month into the season now. It's not just football. We've got other sports going on as well. How are things going just overall in terms of the fall sports uh, seasons? Absolutely. We're in full swing with middle school and high school sports. We've got great turnouts in a lot of our programs and high numbers, which is what we hope to see. We've been working on rebuilding our middle school athletic program specifically and seeing a lot of really high numbers in those as well. And so, you know, we're, we're proud of our community. Of We're seeing that return of kiddos coming back to our fields and our courts and i think that's you know really exciting and speaking of kiddos you and i were talking a moment ago before we were starting the interview here you mentioned you've got a couple little ones who are kind of enjoying the fact that mom's got this gig right absolutely this is their playground it's better than disneyland and five and seven year old boys and it's a, a great place to raise them what do they like best about being around all the action when you're at sporting events on a nightly basis Honestly, they love getting to work. They rake the sand pits. They're sweeping the, the court at, you know, volleyball and basketball games. They enjoy just getting to work. They do stamps on hands, all, all the different pieces. You've got the five- and seven-year-olds doing stamps on hands even. Yes, yep. They're fully involved. 
you mentioned too, and I know that a lot of folks don't get to see the, behind the uh, the scenes here. But up in the press box, there's one room that has a couch and some carpet. And you said even they enjoy being up there from time to time. Yep, that's their living room. They walk up to the top, they take their shoes off, and they get to sit down and watch the game going on. <laughs> so there you have it. So uh, again, and we should mention you're number two. You're, you're having a lot of fun. It sounds like dream job. This is 100% a dream job, and I'm so grateful to be a part of this community where athletics and activities is at the forefront. And you're doing a fantastic job this far. Danny Mundell, the athletic director for Everett Public Schools, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks very much, Steve. And we will take a break, come back, take a look at the first half numbers, our score at the half. Cascade 34, Everett 7. Back with more halftime after this timeout. Working with your own two hands to keep the industries in the Pacific Northwest moving forward. It's possible at Everett Engineering. Machining and fabrication services to make new and replacement parts for all industries. Everett Engineering supports the people, keeps the Puget Sound area growing, and now we're growing too. If you've got experience as a manual machinist, CNC programmer, or you're just interested in starting a career, find employment opportunities and benefits at everettengineering.com. Equal opportunity employer. Again, everettengineering.com. Tired of doing battle in the kitchen every night? Time to surrender and take the family to the Buzz Inn Steakhouse. The Buzz Inn is open for indoor dining with mouth-watering hand-cut Angus steaks, chicken, seafood, burgers, sandwiches, and all-day breakfast. Relax while the Buzz Inn takes on the hazardous cleanup duty. And with nine locations, there's a Buzz Inn near you. Check out the menu ahead of time at buzzinsteakhouse.com. Dine in or take out the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, where you always get a great deal on a great meal. Locally owned businesses are a big part of our community. If you're a business owner, I'd be proud to protect what you've worked so hard to build here in Snohomish County. I'm Courtney Balza, your local country financial rep. I'll make sure you have the right coverage so you can protect what you have today and build for the future. I'll also give you quick personal support, whether you're filing a claim or asking a simple question. Just Google Courtney Balza, country financial, to get in touch with me today. Commercial insurance policies issued by Country Mutual Insurance Company, Bloomington, Illinois. If your sweet little grandmother needed work on her car, where would you feel comfortable sending her? Fast Eddie's Tire Pros wants to be the place you trust with not just your ride, but the cars of your family and friends. At Fast Eddie's, it's not just about the auto service, it's about serving you and earning your trust. All season tires, oil changes, wipers, transmissions, general repair. Fast Eddie's Tire Pros, you're safe for the whole family. Auto shop on Evergreen Way in Everett or search online for Fast Eddie's. Welcome back here. We're at halftime. Cascade Bruins in the Battle of Broadway leading the Ever Seagulls 34-7. to And it's Tornado Ted, let's take a look at the first half numbers. All right. Well, it was pretty dominated by Cascade, no doubt about that. Our uh, big player here is uh, Julian Thomas. He had 13 carries for 202 yards and two touchdowns. Those two touchdowns came on 49- and 37-yard uh, runs. Also had another 40-yarder in there. Uh, Boy, I haven't done the math here, Coach, but, uh, you know, 13 carries, 202 yards, that's pretty good. Uh, Lopez, he had five carries for 55 yards. Uh, Charlie Nelson had five carries for 30 yards. Uh, Jacob Del Castillo had one carry for two, and Andy Cosme had one carry for eight yards. That's a total of 297 total yards on the ground. Uh, Eric Sowards, you just had that one uh play where he had the 28-yard TD run, or TD pass rather, uh, early in the game. He went two for three for 38 yards and, of course, that one touchdown. 
Uh, David Gilbert caught that uh, uh, touchdown pass. He has one catch for 28 yards. And Julian Thomas on that big scramble we saw, uh, he has one catch for 10 yards. So you look at the total yards there, that's 335 yards for Cascade. On the other side of the field for Everett, uh, Josh Smith is the leading ball carrier. He had 14 carries for a total of 60 yards. Uh, Emilio Vasquez, he has four carries for six yards, but that includes a two-yard TD touchdown, um, uh, two TD run, rather. Uh, and Mo Garcia, our quarterback, he had four carries for a total of, of 38 yards, and that included a 34-yard scamper that he had uh, early in the game. He was also uh, one for two, uh, throwing the ball for 13 yards, and that one catch went to Josh Smith for 13 yards. So a total of 117 yards for uh, Everett, and Cascade again had 335 yards, and here we are at the half with Cascade leading 34-7. to seven. Okay, thanks very much, Ted. As Everett returns to the field, Cascade making their way down. We'll take a break, come back, take a look at scores of the ball games, and get underway for the second half. Battle of Broadway right now, it's all Cascade, 34-7 over Everett. Back with more right here on KRKO. When you need to get a screwdriver fast for that one weird screw, Ace is the place. When you want to get that luxury riding lawnmower you've been researching for months, Ace is the place. And for everything in between, Ace is the place. Ace Hardware is where convenience meets quality. And when you shop at the Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, you're shopping at an Eaglestad Ace Hardware, locally owned by Christine Eaglestad. She lives here. Her kids went to school here. She's dedicated to the Lake Stevens community. So the next time you find a weird screw, or when it's time to get that riding mower, stop in to your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens. The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. Online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com. In just four years, Marysville Toyota has earned the highest Google scores among all Metro Toyota dealers and is rated number one in customer satisfaction by Toyota in the Seattle Metro region. They're honored to support this community through our sponsorship of the Safeway Foundation, Pink the Rink, Make Strides Against Breast Cancer, the Strawberry Festival, the Marysville, Arlington, and Lake Stevens Chamber of Commerce, Rotary, and now the KRKO Marysville Toyota High School Player of the Game. Come experience the power of one. One price, one person, one hour. Go to Marysville Toyota. Toyota.com. Hi, I'm Jasmine, owner of Dietrich Espresso. If you're listening in Snohomish, Skagit, or Island Counties, there's a Dietrich Espresso stand near you. With 15 locations and the finest, fastest, and friendliest baristas serving Cafe Darte, dark roasted coffee for a full body flavor. And Dietrich Espresso coffee stands are part of your community. You'll see us in the arena, at the ballpark, and attending your local events and fundraisers. Dietrich Espresso is committed to our community and quality in every cup. Visit us in Snohomish, Skagit, and Island Counties and online at DietrichEspresso.com. That's Dietrich Espresso.com. 34-7 Cascade leading the Everett Seagulls. Before we give the scores of other ball games, Steve, you have a score to I, settle. I do. I've got a I've got a score here that just came in on my phone a few minutes ago. There was a soccer game tonight, and the Cheetahs beat another team by the score of nine to seven. Five-year-old boys playing soccer and girls, I think, for that matter. But the star of the night with a hat trick. Graham Lafferty, who I believe is your great nephew, is that correct, Tom? He's not that great, but yeah, he is my nephew. <laughs> wow! <laughs> save, save, that that, one, save that one and play it for him later I'm on. I'm not that great an uncle. I should put it the other way. 
Uh, uh, he obviously gets his soccer uh, his soccer skills from the other side of the family. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So okay, that's Buddy Patrick's uh, son. Yes. Let's take a look at the scores of other ball games here as we get set for the kickoff. Cedar Crest beat Meadowdale earlier tonight, twenty-five to nothing. That's a final. Third quarter score: Lake Stevens leading East Lake twenty-eight to seven. Second quarter score: Mariners shutting out Jackson forty-two to nothing. First quarter score, Arlington 28, Marysville Pilchuck nothing. Stanwood leading Union 27-14 in the second quarter. That game down at McKenzie Stadium in Vancouver. Edmonds Woodway 34, Shorecrest 8 in the second quarter. Halftime, Monroe 35, Shorewood 8. Also at the half, Liberty of Renton 21, Snohomish 7. Linden leads Archbishop Murphy 49-3 at the half. All tied up, 14 all, Seaholm and Anacortes at halftime. Burlington Edison half, leading Cedar Woolley 7-6. Third quarter score, Kings 42, Sultan nothing. Cedar Park Christian leading Granite Falls 17 to nothing at the half. And in a game that I've just barely missed in picking in the newspaper, Nia Bay 70, Darrington 8. And that is a final up at Darrington High School. So we've got 12 minutes on the clock. We're getting set for the second half to kick off here. And the uh, Cascade Bruins with a 34-7 lead over the Everett Seagulls. Tom Lafferty along with Joel Vincent. Steve Willits down on the sideline. Jay Pulliam is our spotter. Tornado Ted Beener is our statistician tonight. And Brandon Hamilton keeping us on the air. We should run the score. The Everett Silvertips are playing over Classic Country KXA down the street up at Angel of the Winds Arena in downtown Everett. The Medicine Hat Tigers have a 3-2 lead with about seven minutes to go in the second period in Western Hockey League. Earlier today, the Mariners defeated the Blue Jays 4-0 to take a 1-0 lead. They play tomorrow at 1 o'clock also on ESPN. Again, all those games are at the Rogers Center in Toronto. No traveling in the uh, wild card series. Three straight games, and if you finish higher, you get to host that's just the, just the way it worked out. Now, everyone's got to get this ball to start this second half. See what they can do with it here. Down 34-7. Here's the approach by Gardner, and we are back underway. End over end kick. It's going to bounce at the 20. He keeps it. goes out of bounds again. I think the coach is just trying to keep it away from the return man, I guess. I don't know. It's... Um I thought there was an outside chance that Cascade might get that. The Everett player is a little bit casual about whether that thing was going to go out of bounds, and that's a live ball. But fortunately for Everett, it went out of bounds. I don't know if that's intentional or not, though. Yeah. So we all, will, I, all I know is it's happened a lot. It has happened a lot. They'll put the ball at the 35-yard line. It'll be first and 10. So, yeah, the illegal procedure penalty, no yardage involved. They'll put it at the 35-yard line. And it'll be first and ten here for the Everett Seagulls. Moving left to right in their sky blue jerseys, white pants, gold helmets. Most everybody's got pink socks, some pink shoes out there as well. They had a motion map. They'll give it to Smith. Josh Smith will carry. Get across the 35 out to about the 37-yard line. Two yards, and they're looking like it, it was going to be a fumble, but it was not as coming away with the football there was Charlie Nelson. He says, it's my football. And they go, no, he was already down. Yep, give it back so we can place it. <laughs> so it's second down and eight yards to go after the two-yard gain out to the 37-yard line. 
off the left hash. Sideline out to the left. Lots of running room out to the right-hand side. Just underway. Second half in the Battle of Broadway. Nice crowd. It was a late arriving crowd, but a nice crowd on hand here at Everett Memorial Stadium. Shotgun snap here for Garcia. They'll hand it off. Velasquez will get it. He's going to get maybe three, put him out close to the 40-yard line. So kind of a quick opener there for Velasquez. He got... Actually, we're going to have an injured player for Everett. One of their linemen is kind of slow to get up, and he'll head to the sideline. That is Andrew Lopez. Yeah, he may have stepped on somebody's foot, so he's going to kind of limp off to the sideline of the near side here. After the three-yard game, put him out to the 40-yard line. It's third down and five yards to go for Everett at the, their own 40. Garcia puts a man in motion. They'll give it to Smith. Smith left side gets first down and more. Busts it all the way out to the 48-yard line. Josh Smith carries. Again, Everett not going with anything fancy, Coach. They're busting it up the middle. This time they get a first down. It'll be a nine-yard gain out to the 49-yard line. No, nothing fancy there. Just off-tackle power football. Good lead blocking there on that play. I didn't get the number of the Everett player there. Velasquez doing a, kind of doing the dirty work there, but uh, he kind of led the way for a good game. So it'll be first and 10 at the 49-yard line. Motion man, a high snap. They'll give it. The, Velasquez will get it. He's going to get He dropped the football. They're gonna, they already started to blow the whistle saying he was down. They're going to give him some progress. He's going to lose two, put him back at the close to the 42-yard line. Coming through on the uh, tackles there for the Cascade Bruins were Colby Perman Marshall. We've said his name a few times tonight. And Juan Ramirez leading the way. Loss of two. Second and 12 coming up here at the 47-yard line for the Seagulls. Down 34-7 to the Bruins from Cascade. They'll give it to Smith on the inside handoff. He kind of reached the ball forward and then the ball almost popped out of there. He's going to get a gain of three, put him right on the 50-yard line. So Josh Smith on the carry, 5'8", 150-pound senior for the Everett Seagulls. It'll bring up after the three-yard gain, puts him at the 50-yard line. It'll be third down and nine yards to go for the Seagulls. Seagulls coming in off of losses to Issaquah and to Mariner. They beat Jackson 31-7. And then lose to Redmond 37-0. And last week to Inglemore 21-14. Coming at 1-4 of the season in this Polk division. From the 50-yard line, third down, nine yards to go. Shotgun snap, back to pass. A little play action. And now he's being pressured. He's going to step up in the pocket. Now he's going to run with the football. That's Garcia. Gets to the 50. Got missed by the first man, but not the second and third guy. He kind of gets gang-tackled there. It's going to be dropped for about... Maybe a one-yard gain. That's going to be it. He ran a long way to get one yard. Brings up fourth down now. Two yards officially. Put him down at the 48-yard line. But fourth and about seven yards to go coming up here for Everett. You going to go for it, Coach? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to. You're down 34-7. You're on the uh, cascade half the field. You need to make something happen here. So fourth and seven, going for it on fourth down. Here comes the shotgun snap. 
A late toss while the right side to Smith trying to turn back against the grain. Can't do it. One, two, three, four, five guys from South Everett will come through and be a loss of three yards on the play. There was no place to go, no place to hide. And Smith gets up, and he, he felt every one of those five guys fall on him. He gets up a little slow, but it's Everett Seagull football. He, he doesn't doesn't have to go both ways here. He's going to limp his way off to the sideline. Yeah, he's just trying to make something happen there out of a play that there wasn't much there. And Cascade sent the uh, entire cavalry squad there, yeah. and, and uh, he's getting up kind of slow and He's ran hard tonight, but it's been tough sledding most of the time. He's going to take a seat on the uh, trainer's table over here. And the officials are, it was an official's timeout, and he, Joel Taylor told his um, side judge on the far side to, to do something. Now he's telling this side, he's the calling, other side. He's calling Coach Elliott over here. I don't know if they're telling him, tell him to knock that crap off or what. <laughs> so... Yeah, he's having a discussion here, and they discuss things over there. Was something going on on the Cascade sideline? I don't know if Steve has a better set of eyes on that or anything. Yeah, I was I was trying to eavesdrop just now, but I was a little too far away, so I couldn't hear. But I knew Brian Elliott was uh, turning around and looking behind him, so he's looking for something right now, or he's looking at someone in particular. So there might be something going on. And by the way, speaking of Joel Taylor, the, uh, the head official tonight, you were asking earlier, Tom, about uh, one particular play where it looked like he was kind of hunched over. I asked him at halftime. It turns out that he kind of got swiped by a big lineman on the play and uh, got himself knocked to the ground. I didn't see the actual contact, but he said it uh, was painful at first, but he seems to be doing fine and uh, moving around just uh, just fine right now. So I think we're okay. You know, I thought he got hit. When I looked at him, it looks like that's somebody that got hit. Now they're, I don't know if they're talking to, there's a gentleman running on the, on the field here. I know who that is. Okay. So uh, that's Mr. Dyer. He's on the stadium staff here. Um, so they came over, they talked to Coach Elliott, the official, and then he called some stadium staff over. So I'm just trying to figure out, I'm going to watch Mr. Dyer here and where he goes. I don't know if it's a problem with the clock or. But they're talking to stadium staff, Tom, so I don't know. And they're. Seem to be now. Everybody on the Cascade sidelines turned around and looking like into the crowd and toward the cheerleaders up. And now we've got Danny Mundell, the district athletic director, is coming out. And she's talking with Joel Taylor here at the 35-yard line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Last few football games, coach, we've had drones over uh, over stadiums, but I don't think they're worried about that here. And so, yeah, Danny Mundell, the Athletic director. I wonder if there's a. Oh, see, I had heard a whistle earlier, and then they just announced no whistles are allowed, and so the officials heard. A, I heard a whistle earlier, and that stopped that one kickoff. Yeah, yeah, that would explain what we were talking about earlier. Okay. Okay, we'll go back down to Steve here in a moment after this play. It's first and ten. A little double reverse action inside. That won't work at all. It's going to get back to. Actually, it could be a guard loss to the 50-yard line. Let's go down to Steve. Yeah, and I think they might have just made an announcement over the PA system. Yeah. We're on the opposite side, so I couldn't hear it. But apparently the issue was that there was noisemakers up in the crowd. And, you know, on that last drive for Cascade, or I should say for Everett, rather, there was one particular play. Mm -hmm. I thought I heard a whistle on the field during the play. 
and was wondering what that was all about. And now I think that came from up in the stands. So I think somebody's making noise where they shouldn't be. They've been warned. They talked to both school uh, student bodies, and hopefully that'll stop now. Yeah, yeah. We heard, we heard the announcement about the no whistles. So second down, 11 yards to go at the 50-yard line. Here's the snap and the handoff. That's Julian Thomas at the 45 and the 40. Spins away from Matt at the 35 and down to the 34-yard line. Julian Thomas, he just keeps going and going. He's the energizer bunny. And he is little, Coach. He is not a big guy. No, he's not. He's 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 all of 170 pounds, about 5 feet, 6 inches tall. But his legs are constantly moving. He is constantly just pumping those legs. And, boy, he is slippery, too. He's got 218 yards of the game so far. We're at the 34-yard line. It's first and 10 for Cascade. Give it to Lopez, a little toss. He, he gets tangled up with his own man. He's going to lose a yard. He got tangled up there with Devin Gilbert. And then right there with Tad Thorne to make the stop. Really well played by him because he took on that blocker and was able to fight it off and, and uh, make that tackle. Little, little worse for the wear too. He just kind of came out. He's, he's limping around a little bit now. So loss of a yard brings up second down. Eleven yards to go at the 35-yard line for Cascade, leading it 34 to seven. Inside handoff, Thomas up the middle. Thomas, see you later at the 20. Heading to the sideline at the 15, 10, 5, and into the end zone. Julian Thomas, touchdown. Cascade from 35 yards out. Just that easy, just that quick. Julian Thomas with another score on the board for the Bruins. He's done that a lot this year, and, and boy, Coach C was right. Uh, every time they hand him the ball, if he breaks kind of that second level of the defense, he, he could take it every single time. Yeah, he is speedy. So that makes it 40-7. to seven. And waiting now for the extra point here on the kick. It's airborne, and it is good. So with six minutes and ten seconds to go in the third quarter, our score, the Cascade Bruins 41, the Everett Seagulls 7. Back with more in the Battle of Broadway after this timeout. Right now, I've got a really nice number I'd like to share with you. 3.29%. I knew you'd like it. And right now, Northwest Plus Credit Union has that number. Earn 3.29% APY interest on an 18-month CD on balances of $10,000 or more. If you've got some money laying around and getting soft, let's get it into shape with a 3.29% APY interest CD at Northwest Plus. Visit nwpluscu.com for details. APY equals annual percentage yield. New money only. $10,000 minimum opening deposit. 18-month term. Early withdrawal penalties may apply. Non-renewable. Other restrictions may apply. Federally insured by NCUA. Six minutes and ten seconds to play here in the third quarter. 41-7. The Cascade Bruins with the lead over the Everett Seagulls. And Cascade will kick it off. See what Everett can do with it. Because the Cascade gets one more score. We will go to running clock for the rest of this second half. While they're setting up, Ted, you can take a look at that scoring drive. I sure can. They started on the uh, Everett 49-yard line and just took four plays, one minute and 30 seconds, and it was topped off by a 35-yard uh, TD run by Julian Thomas, his third of the night. Cascade 41, Everett 7. Braden Gardner to kick it off. And here we go. The approach and the kick. This time it's down the middle. It's going to be fielded at the 10-yard line. Gutierrez on the return, 20, 25, and out to the 
Now we've got a wrestling match going on out to the 25-yard line. Two players, one for Everett, one for Cascade, were wrestling, and they were 25 yards away from where the ball was. And they just decided to have a little tussle there. The tackle there on the um, for the Cascade Bruins there was Nate Popple on the tackle. That scoring drive earlier... And the scoring recap brought to you by GSR Rental Monroe, serving East King and Southern Snohomish counties with quality party and equipment rentals. Go to gsrrentals.com. So first and ten for the Everett Seagulls at the 34-yard line, down 41 to seven, with six minutes and one second to play in this third quarter. And here come the Gulls up to the line of scrimmage from the 20, excuse me 29-yard line. They'll start here. Motion man through the formation. They'll give it to Smith. Smith across the 30, out to the 35, gain of about six. In fact, they'll give him out to the 36-yard line. So Josh Smith, a little quick opener there. And about a seven-yard gain, put him out to the 36. The scoring update here for the 35-13 Liberty leading Snohomish midway through the third quarter. So Liberty... About to hand the Snohomish Panthers a homecoming night loss. Second down, three yards to go from the 36-yard line here at the Battle of Broadway in Everett. Low snap here. Give it to Smith up the middle. Smith carrying a couple of guys with him, still pushing and shoving. And says <laughs> Smith says, you know, the whistle already sounded. We're done. Three-yard gain. Not enough for a first down yet, though. Third and... Just a, less than a yard to go. Well, Inches. Yeah, they're, well, waving, they're waving them on. Now. Oh, they are. Yeah. Okay. They're going to give it to him. Josh Smith has 20 carries on the night so far for the Seagulls. I have a feeling he's going to get a few more. I think so. First and 10 at the 39-yard line for Everett. At their own 39. Give it to Smith again. Here's another one. Across the 40, 45, and then... Carries a couple of guys with him along for the ride out to the 46-yard line. That's going to be another seven-yard gain for Josh Smith from the carry. Put him at the 46. We're down to 4.26 to play in quarter number three. Next week, we're back with you. And we will be at Veterans Memorial Stadium in Snohomish for the Marysville Pilchuck Tomahawks and the Glacier Peak Grizzlies. 6.30 pregame next Friday night, 7 o'clock kickoff. Again, Veterans Memorial Stadium in Snohomish. So second and three from the 46-yard line. Smith gets it this time. He kind of backs his way for a yard or two, maybe two, out to the 48-yard line. That was diagnosed pretty well by the Cascade Bruin defense. Brings up third and a yard to go here. We're actually at Snohomish Veterans Memorial Stadium for two weeks in a row. We'll see the Monroe-Snohomish game the week following. Then we wrap up the regular season with a game between the Glacier Peak Grizzlies and the Lake Stevens Vikings on the 28th. Third down and a yard to go from the 48-yard line for the Seagulls. Again, they have their motion man that just goes side to side to side, and then the quarterback, Mo Garcia, says, yeah, well, I don't like it. I'll yeah, call it I timeout. Think, yeah, I think that was just designed all along to see if they could draw him off to get the first down, and they didn't get it to turn around and call that timeout. So third down and a yard to go when we come back. 3.18 to go in the third quarter. 41-7 to the score. Cascade leading Everett back with more on the Battle of Broadway on KRKO. 
Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's is full of flowers, each carried by someone committed to ending the disease. And right now, we need you to join us. Because when you take part in Walk, you're raising funds and awareness for a breakthrough in the fight against Alzheimer's and all other dementia. Join us and KXA's Stitch Mitchell for the Everett Walk to End Alzheimer's on Saturday, October 8th at Boxcar Park. Take your first step today at alz.org slash walk. Three minutes and 18 seconds to play here in the third quarter. 41 to 7 the score. Lake Stevens leading Eastlake 35 to 14. That's in the fourth quarter out at Lake Stevens High School. In that non-league game, the Kinko 4A against the Wesco 4A. Third down and a yard to go for the Everett Seagulls. Three backs lined up. Garcia is the quarterback. Gets the shotgun snap. Toss it around the left side to Smith. Heads up field. Nope, he's going to get hit hard as he got to the 46-yard line. It's going to be a loss of two. Stood up there by the right side of that defense. That'll make up now a fourth down play here. We've got a cascade player down. He is down. Yeah, he's back behind the play. Or was he on his way off and went down? I don't know, but he doesn't have a helmet on either, so... We think it's, it is. In fact, it is number four, Charlie Nelson, who's seated there on the about the 48-yard line and being attended to by the training staff for the Cascade Bruins, very close to the far sideline there. Looking at his a lower body injury if we were in hockey. Edmonton beat the Kraken tonight in National Hockey League preseason action. And now he will get up. And Joe Taylor had just told Everett, you guys go to the sidelines. This is going to be a while, except come back now because he's running off the field. Go over there. No, come back. <laughs> yeah. So fourth down here for Everett. They'll go forward at the 46-yard line. They need to get to the 49. So fourth and three at their own 46. See what Garcia can do here for the Seagulls. They put a man in motion. He'll keep it himself. Heads up field. Won't get it. He, oh, it was a direct snap to Smith. He went straight forward. Didn't matter if it was Smith or Garcia. Neither one got it. About a yard gain, but that's going to turn it over on downs, and it'll be the short field again for Cascade. And coming through and making the stop there for the Cascade Bruins was Davon Nelson. <laughs> He's... Steve, he's your favorite player, isn't he, Devon Nelson? He, he's a big fella, five foot ten, three thirty, listed on here, and he used every pound of that weight to stop that running back to stay Really nice play for him. So wanted to give him a little shout out there. He got the shout out, and uh, he got and, the stop. And, and, and let's add, he's a five ten, three hundred thirty pound sophomore. <laughs> okay, so he he'll be he's, coming he's back. Probably all at fifteen years old. Yeah. So first and ten now for Cascade. They'll start from the Everett forty. Six yard, 47 yard line around the left hand side as we start this drive with 250 to play in the uh, third quarter. Zach Lopez on that carry there. Gain of no gain. In fact, right back to the line of scrimmage for no gain at all. So it'll bring up second down and 10 yards to go for Cascade. Cascade in the white jerseys, white helmets. We were talking before the game. Coach, they haven't changed their uniforms in 40 years. At not, Cascade. They have not. 
tradition and it works. Second and ten inside hand. No, going to be a quarterback keeper. Sowards turns the corner at the 40 and it gets all the way down. Well, to about the f- close to the 40. Got to the 45 and then kind of looked like he went airborne there momentarily. And they're going to come through. It's going to be. Oh, we're going to have a um, an injured player here again for the Everett Seagulls on this near side. There was a five-yard gain after that one, so third down coming up here. Another injured player being attended to, but now by the Everett Seagull training staff. With two minutes exactly to play here in the game. Right now, let's pause for station identification. You're listening to Snohomish County Western Conference Football. Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett. And welcome back. And Steve will admit we don't have a name for number 24 who's down on the field. And you were. I was looking on my roster and I thought, don't have a number, so I'm not sure where we're going with it. But uh, I think it might be a cramping issue. They're kind of working on the leg there and bending it back and forth. At least we hope anyway. But uh, we'll keep an eye on him. But, yeah, the, uh, the mystery player out there, number 24, still down on the field. And I'll admit that I got a brand-new roster this week from, the, um, from Brian Elliott, but it did not have... This particular play, he's getting a couple of drinks of water, so that yeah, that kind of indicates the cramping situation. And the uh, training staff is out there handing water to all the uh, ever players as well. Same story with the Cascade Bruins, and he will get up and he'll get some assistance off the field. I'm going to come to coach's defense here real okay. quick on the roster thing. Yeah, uh, one of the things we always did is we packed extra jerseys because sometimes kids would come to the game and not have theirs. So yeah. you throw them in the one that's in the gear bag, but then you're not going to see them on the roster. So um, there could be any number of reasons why we, we don't have any uh, information for number 24. And well, Steve? And Coach, from the looks of things and looking at the number of players suited up for Everett, they might have a few extra jerseys. <laughs> yeah. So third down here. The injured player comes off to the near sideline. The line of scrimmage is the 42 of Everett. Cascade facing a third down, five yards to go. Motion man through the formation gets it. The sweeper on the left-hand side heads upfield with a 40. And goodbye. Into the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown for Andy Cosme. Cosme was the motion man. Flag down. Hold on. Hold the phone. Don't write it down in ink. No running clock yet because it's going to be a holding penalty back here. Yep, holding penalty here against the Cascade Bruins. That was too easy a turn at upfield, and he was all untouched then to the Yeah, end that's zone. the first time we saw Cascade run the jet sweep tonight, yep. and boy, it looked really, really good, but now we're finding out that that corner was made possible probably by <laughs> someone uh, getting, getting held pretty well there. I didn't see it, but... But Gio Newland did. Yeah. He, he's the umpire, and he's got the one with the yellow flag. In his, unless you have a yellow flag in your pocket. You don't have one, do you? No, I don't. Okay. So third down after the – and the point of infraction was downfield because it's still going to be now third down and seven yards to go back at the 44-yard line. So what looked like an Andy Cosme touchdown becomes a third down play here for Cascade. The play comes in. Devin Gilbert will – Split to the right side. You wouldn't run that same play again, would you? Just the other way. They put the man in motion. They're going to fake it to him this time. He's going to roll back to pass. Sowers looks for a man. He's got Gilbert there. Goes up, gets the football at the 10, the 5, and toe dances into the end zone. Touchdown, Cascade. Good play call there by Coach C. 
they don't run the same play again, but they run that play action off that play. Right, it looked now like he's it. running right down, down the middle of the free uh, field, free and clear. Uh, that was really, really easily done there by the Bruins. Yeah, Gilbert went up and got it as he had split to the right side and went down and right down the middle of the field and got the touchdown. And here comes the extra point. Here for Braden Gardner. Still waiting for the snap. Here it comes. The placement down. The kick is on the way. It's up. And it is good. So with one minute and 27 seconds to play here in this third quarter of action, it's 48-7. to Cascade with the lead. Running clock when we come back right here on KRKO. Whether you're talking about a building or a sports team, the foundation has to be strong. Smoky Point Concrete and Skagit Ready Mix have been a big part of so many strong foundations across the community, and they're not going anywhere. Concrete, sealants, aggregates, and so much more, supplying the best contractors around. Servicing the community for over four decades, Smoky Point Concrete believes in building teams and communities the old-fashioned way, the same way that has served us all for so many years. Proud to support local sports, Smoky Point Concrete. One minute and 27 seconds to go here in the third quarter. We'll go to a running clock here in the rest of the second half as Cascade has opened up a 41-point lead. 40 points, second half, and that puts you into running clock. You always stop on timeouts and after scores. And Gardner will approach here, and we'll be back underway. We'll take a look at that scoring drive. High end over end, fairly short kick. will bounce at the 45. That's a live football. Everett comes up and finally falls on it. Cascade was heading down there. They thought, if you're going to give it to us, we're going to take it. But Everett falls on it. It'll be their football. We go to Ted with a look at that scoring drive. Well, they started on Everett's 47-yard line, and in just four plays, running off about a minute and 13 seconds, uh, they scored again. This was the topped off by that big play by Davin Gilbert catching that pass. 44 yards out, and it gives uh, Cascade a 48-7 lead over Everett. That scoring recap brought to you by Marysville Toyota. One person, one price, one hour. Experience the power of one at Marysville Toyota on Smoky Point Boulevard. So we're first and 10 for the Everett Seagulls here in running clock. We're inside now, 40 seconds to play in the third quarter. From the 26-yard line, it's first and 10 for the Seagulls. Empty backfield here. Garcia rolls back to pass. Looks upfield, runs away from one man, rolls out to the left. Looking upfield, still running, throws it into the bench and out of bounds, incomplete. And he was out of the pocket and ran there, but that will run us down. The clock continues to move even on the incomplete pass on the running clock and down to 16 seconds to play in the third quarter. That will probably be the last play of the quarter, and it will be. Cascade 48, Everett Seagulls 7. We'll be back with a fourth and final quarter here from Everett Memorial Stadium right after this timeout. When you need to get a screwdriver fast for that one weird screw, Ace is the place. When you want to get that luxury riding lawnmower you've been researching for months, Ace is the place. And for everything in between, Ace is the place. Ace Hardware is where convenience meets quality. And when you shop at the Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, you're shopping at an Eaglestad Ace Hardware, locally owned by Christine Eaglestad. She lives here. Her kids went to school here. She's dedicated to the Lake Stevens community. So the next time you find a weird screw, or when it's time to get that riding mower, stop in to your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens. 
Glass by Lund, serving the greater Puget Sound area since 1967 with quality work, exceptional service, and fair pricing. It's their honest reputation that has placed Glass by Lund among the top-rated glass companies in the area for quality based on customer satisfaction. So the next time you're in need of window repair or replacement, shower doors, mirrors, deck railings, residential or commercial, why not call the place that has glass in their name? Glass by Lund. To schedule your free estimate, go to glassbylund.com. 48 to 7 of the Battle of Broadway, Cascade leading Everett. And in East Lake and Lake Stevens are playing out at Lake Stevens High School tonight, and the Vikings now have a 42 14 lead over the Wolves. In that game, Jaden Lamar has five touchdowns in the game, and including the last one was an 82 yard run. So Jaden Lamar, five touchdowns in the Vikings with a 42-14 lead over Eastlake. We saw them play Eastlake down at uh, Popkini last year in the playoffs. Yes, we did. And I'm guessing after that game, the coaches got together in the middle of the field and said, you know, we, sh- we should play next year. Yeah, you know. Let's do a home and home. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when you're putting that schedule together in the spring and you've got those open dates, you make those contacts sometimes during the previous season and you schedule and get it played. Second down, 10 yards to go at the 25-yard line. Rolling back to pass is Garcia. Puts it into traffic. It's going to be intercepted. Intercepted by Cascade. The Bruins have it. That is Andy Cosme. And Cosme drops back into coverage and gets the interception. And it'll be first and 10 for Cascade. Yeah, he says you take my touchdown away on a, right. on a holding penalty. I'm just going to intercept the ball and take it back. And he does. And he puts it at the 49-yard line. And the clock is moving on the running clock. It'll be first and 10 for the Bruins at the 49. And we're at 11.25 to play in the football game. So it'll be first and 10 from the 49. Cascade can take all the time they want to. They've got the huge lead. They've got the running clock. And they can look forward to their next game as the they're going to look way forward at the uh, Cedar Crest Red Wolves here in a few weeks, and that could be f- for a chance to make the playoffs. But for Cascade, their next game, they will play Meadowdale next week here at Everett Memorial Stadium, an 8 o'clock game, so second game of a doubleheader against the Meadowdale Mavericks. Cedar Crest here in two weeks on the 21st. That's a 5 o'clock game here. Here's a handoff to Thomas. He'll stay in the football game. He'll run the football across the 50-45 down to the 40 four-yard line. So Julian Thomas, adding to his totals, gets a seven-yard gain there, puts him down at the 44. He's got 260 yards on the game. I think we're uh, pretty much going to, by by acclamation, name him our player of the game. Second down, three yards to go for Cascade from the 43, left hash mark. They set up a slot to the left. Under center is Sowards. They will hand it off that's Lopez up the left side. He'll get a first down across the 40 and stays on his feet to the 35. Still running, still turning his legs and all the way down to the, for a nine-yard gain, he's down to the, they're going to put him down at the 35-yard line. As Cascade on the move, they want to put another one on the board here as the time running running out here. With the running clock, we're down to 9.45 to play in the game. Now, you, now you've got your substitutions here, Tom. Yeah, we've got a new... Yeah, a whole new offense going to be in here. A.J. Marquez looks like it's going to be a quarterback. No, it's going to be Zach Surowak. 
will be. No, I think, <laughs> now they're going to now they're going to call timeout because well, uh, Coach C is going to have to get them together here and figure out who's going to be out here. Okay, you play quarterback and you play running back, and you. So well, he's doing that right now. He's kind of got him in a little muddled formation here, and he's yelling over the bench saying, "You know, I need a tackle and I need a wing back." Okay. Wills, here's your chance. You can go in. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pass on that. <laughs> I, I will say this, though. Kind of a cool story in relation to what you guys are talking about. When Cascade was on defense last possession, the crowd over here started to go nuts, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. They put a senior into the game. His name is Giamba, Giambe Kanadi. I hope I'm saying his name right. Six foot one, 270-pound senior. Everybody was patting him on the head. The crowd was cheering his name and chanting his name. I asked somebody on the sideline, what's the story here? And I guess he had been injured his sophomore and his junior years. Finally getting the chance to play. It was his first varsity action ever just a few moments ago. And like I said, hundreds of kids up in the stands chanting his name as he went in. Kind of one of the more uh, one of the more special moments when you uh, when you go to a game like this. I guess one of the, uh, the perks of having a 41-point lead. Indeed, they do have a 41-point lead of 48-7 to after the timeout called by Cascade to get everybody on the same page. We've got a whole new cast of characters out there for the Bruins. Sorowak is the quarterback, and he'll hand it off there to A.J. Marquez out of the backfield. Marquez will get get a couple. It looks like they're giving about one to the 34-yard line. Again, we're back with you from Veterans Memorial Stadium next Friday night. It'll be the Marysville Pilchuck Tomahawks and the Glacier Peak Grizzlies. Monroe and Snohomish the week following. Second down, nine yards to go from the 34-yard line for the Bruins. Surawak will hand off on the right-hand side. Del Castillo hits back at the 25 and the 20. Still on his feet at the 10. Hits to the 5 and it goes into the end zone. Yes, touchdown. Touchdown, Cascade Bruins. Jacob Del Castillo on the carry. 34 yards. Touchdown, Cascade. Shades of Julian Thomas. He looked pretty good on that one. Yeah, and I mean, you, if you're Coach C, you're happy. You, you get your backups in there. Some of them not, are, are even uh, backups to backups because I'm looking at some of those numbers, and they're not on our two deep, so they've, they've got to be probably in the, in the three deep. And then to go out and execute like that and run a play like that, um, and they're all young kids. If you're Coach C, you're pretty excited, and those young kids are pretty excited. Del Castillo, he's a senior, though. He's been around the program and chance to uh, – when you're playing behind Julian Thomas, you don't get a lot of um, – playing time here's a kick on the way it's up and it is good so with eight minutes and 44 seconds to play in the game it's 55 to 7 cascade over everett in the battle of broadway back with more after this you don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living you're out and about making it happen the first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. Online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com. And we welcome you back here to Everett Memorial Stadium where the Cascade Bruins, they were down 7-6 back in that first quarter, but that was a long time ago because it's 55-7 to now. We're in the running clock. Stopped here for the after the score by Cascade. We'll take a look at that scoring drive here momentarily. 
We're making arrangements for our player of the game interview. Julian Thomas will be our Marysville Toyota player of the game. Here's the approach and the kick and a low line driver. It's going to be taken by Smith from the 17 to the 20 to the 25 and then kind of grinds his way forward, carries a couple of guys with him out to the 28-yard line. Let's go to Tornado Ted with a look at that scoring drive. Okay, well, Cascade started on their own 49-yard line. They drove 51 yards in just four plays. Of course, we've got a running clock, so it's three minutes and 41 seconds, and topped off by that 34-yard TD run by Jacob Del Castillo, giving Cascade now a 55-7 lead over Everett. And so first and 10 from the 29-yard line with 8.02 and counting now to play. So it's first and 10 from the 29, and here's a shotgun snap back to pass. It's low. He got hit as he let go of the football, and he came through and got hit by Marcel Alexander. So some second-team defenders getting their chance to take a shot at the quarterback. And that ball kind of floated out of there. He got hit just as he let go of the football. Incomplete pass brings up second down and 10 coming up. Clock moves with seven and a half minutes to play in the game. And Garcia will get the play from the near sideline. Well, there's just not a lot of players on the sideline for Everett. With 11 of them out there on the field. And I think we're going to have a timeout called by the Seagulls. We are. And we'll step out with 7.09 to play in the game. 55-7 Cascade. Back with more after this. Show them you care no matter the reason. Give the gift of originality from the Crafty Bees. Make their house a home with gorgeous homemade decor, signs, clocks, shelves, and candles. Nurture body and mind with lotions, CBD products, even baked goods at the Crafty Bees. Send a thoughtful card, give a book from a local author, make friends with a cuddly critter, or find the perfect coffee cup. Locally made products from small businesses right here in the Pacific Northwest on Ferdale in Edmonds, inside the Everett Mall, and online, the Crafty Bees. 55-7, Cascade with the lead over Everett. That scoring drive earlier, the scoring recap brought to you by Bihar's Furniture. Dress up your space for fall this year with the help of Bihar's Furniture. This weekend, take an extra 20% off their already low prices. Friday through Monday at Bihar's, 21st and Broadway, and online at bihars.com. So here we go, second down, 10 yards to go from the 29-yard line for the Seagulls from their own 29. About the left hash mark. Motion man. They give it to Smith. Smith of the 30. Cuts back of the 35 and the 40. Still on its feet of the 45 and the 50. Still running across the 50 and goes outside the numbers. And finally brought down from behind. But after a big gainer there for Josh Smith for the Everett Seagulls. Into Cascade Bruin territory. Down to the 46-yard line. Yeah. Everett runs from the spread look there. They fake that jet sweep and run a counter underneath the Smith there. Pretty neat little play. 25-yard play on that one. Puts it into Cascade Bruin territory down to the 46. Down to six and a half minutes to play in the game. So, Smith's 25th carry. 124 yards for the Seagulls. First and 10 from the 46-yard line right hash mark. Motion man through the formation. They'll give it to Smith again, and down he will go. He will slip down. It's not, not the NFL. He can't get back up again. So no gain. He got right back to the line of scrimmage when he slipped on that brand-new AstroTurf. 
Still has a little sheen on it, Coach. I think you have to get that sheen off of it. Well, it can have a sheen on it, and it still won't be as near as slippery as the old stuff was. I'll tell you that right now. It's probably getting a little, little damp out there, too. Yeah, I've been noticing that in the mornings. You know, go out to the car, and yep. that's starting to happen. Fall is finally starting to get here. At 46, 46 yard line, second down, 10 yards to go. They had a motion man, they'll give it to Smith. Up the middle, Smith at the 40, at the 35, and then kind of tumbles down, still on his feet. He kind of escaped the clutches of one would-be tackler and said, I'll just keep going if you're not going to bring me down. Gain of about 12 maybe, maybe 13, all the way down inside the 35-yard line, put him at the 34. 12 yards on the gain, first and 10 coming up here for the Seagulls. 5.15 to play in the game, but this one will draw to a close. Liberty has a 42-19 lead over Snohomish in the fourth quarter over at Veterans Memorial Stadium. First and 10 for Everett. They'll run the ball. Smith again stays on his feet, escapes one tackler, not the second and third, and he's going to be brought down across the 30 down to the 27-yard line. Put up the 28-yard line. Six-yard gain for Josh Smith. He continues to rack up the yardage for the Seagulls although at a losing cause down 55-7 to seven, coming up at four and a half minutes to play in the football game. Second down four yards to go for Everett at the 28 taking some time there in the huddle as they get the play called and here we go ready to go on second and four high snap Garcia keeps it around the left side, escapes one man at the 25, still on his feet at the 20, and out of bounds just shy of the 15-yard line. That'll be enough to move the sticks for the first down. Garcia will get 12 yards. The quarterback on the keeper, and they're going to say that he stepped out of bounds at the 16-yard line, so that's where they'll put it in play. The clock does continue to move down to three and a half minutes to play when the ball is snapped. At the 16 left hash mark. This is the seventh play of this drive for the Seagulls. Flanked by two running backs is Garcia. Give it to Smith again up the middle. He'll bust it down for maybe two, maybe three yards. Actually five yards. They're going to put him down to the 11. Yeah, he got more than, more than I thought he was going to get. He kind of hit that second wave and just kept churning. So... They did put it back to the 12-yard line, so it'll be a four-yard gain. Brings up second down, six yards to go for Everett. Down to three minutes to go. See if they can put one in. Looks better in the newspaper if you put one more in here. Second and six. Motion map through the formation. They'll give it to Velasquez. Velasquez down close to the five-yard line. Right up the gut. Did he get enough maybe for a first down or not quite yet? See where they put him down. They're going to put him down at the six. And now, in fact, they will make it first down and goal to go. First down, goal to go at the six-yard line for Everett. Up to the line of scrimmage they come. 2.28 to play. Clock is moving. Running clock situation here. First down, goal to go at the six. Direct snap goes to Smith. He kind of surfs his way down there and into the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown for the Everett Seagulls. Direct snap to Smith. He went right straight up the gut. 
The C's kind of partnered and into the end zone it goes, and Everett puts one on the board. And they get into double figures. And we're at 2 minutes and 13 seconds to play in the game. And Everett will put one on the board. And Garcia will kick the extra point here. Out of the hole of Bryce Campbell. As they send one man off the field here to the near sideline. And Garcia ready to approach the ball for the extra point. The snap is down. The kick is airborne. And it is good. So with two minutes and 13 seconds to go in the game, our score 55 to 14. The big lead for the Cascade Bruins back with the final moments of this one after this timeout. Do you know a high school or college student looking for a summer job? GSR Rentals in Monroe is looking for full-time and part-time help. Working in the rental yard, setting up and delivering tents, chairs, and tables for events. No experience necessary, very competitive pay, and a great, fun work environment. For over 20 years, GSR Rentals has been a staple in party and equipment rentals. And with a reputation like that, GSR Rentals needs more help. Get that summer job checked off your list. Go to GSRParty.com for more information. GSRParty.com. Hiring now. GSR Rentals is an equal opportunity employer two minutes and 13 seconds to go and this one will draw to a close here at Everett Memorial Stadium Everett Silvertips hockey tomorrow night right back here on KRK Hill they'll take on the Prince George Cougars members an hour early on Saturday night 5.30 pregame 6.05 faceoff tomorrow night and so they will tee up the ball and we'll be back underway cascade can run out the clock and we will be done let's take a look at that scoring recap ted good right. idea you bet you <laughs> bet hey everett started on their own 29 yard line so that meant that means they uh, drove 71 yards nine plays and uh, topped off by that six yard td run by josh smith and uh, we have uh, closed the gap a little bit. Cascade 55, Everett 14 here with 2.13 left to go in the game. Garcia ready to kick it for the Seagulls. And here is the approach. They'll just kind of pooch kick it. Bounce it about the 30-yard line. Just be downed right there. He says that's enough. Zach Sherwak will down it. It'll be first and 10 for the Cascade Bruins. That yeah. scoring recap brought to you by Smoky Point Concrete. Smoky Point Concrete has been part of strong foundations for more than four decades. Let's keep building teams and communities. SmokyPointConcrete.com Yeah, that was the uh, backup quarterback uh, taking that kickoff. I don't think he wanted any part of running no. that thing back. <laughs> no. no, you don't need somebody in blue to take out your knees. So you just say, yeah, we'll just take it right here. I'm going to run the offense anyway. We're going to run it a couple of times. We'll be done. In fact, they will go into, what did you call it, the best formation in the football? The best formation in football, the victory formation. As they're letting the clock run down. The clock is moving with a minute 24 to go. Swords is back in, and he will take a knee. The uh, back judge is keeping track of the play clock. Take one knee, a couple of more of those, and that'll be that. And Cascade will go to 6-0. and oh on the season and stay alive for a chance for a playoff berth. They meet Cedar Crest in two weeks. If both those teams, that'll be that'll be a playoff game, really. When they play Cedar Crest and Cascade play, if they're both undefeated going in, that'll be a chance oh, to yeah, go into the postseason. I, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think 
uh, both sides would have to view that as a playoff game. Uh, that is the play-in game. If that's uh, you know, if they both get there undefeated, well, it's a play-in game for the play-in game. Correct. <laughs> Thirty-seven. Steve, what did you have to say? Well, I was just wondering. Cedarcrest is a two-A school, so I wasn't sure if the rules applied differently to them than they do the three-A schools. Well, I think in that case, you have to be undefeated. So Cedarcrest then maybe could go into the two-A playoffs. Now, Mark Perry didn't tell me that in his email today. Yeah, you, I've got to. You've got me because I didn't talk to Mark at all. But, yeah, that is an interesting uh, dilemma, right? Because if they're right. 2A, can they still get in with one loss? I don't know. We'd have to look into that. Into the 2A playoffs, which yeah. is different than the 3A yeah. and 4As yeah. because of the number of teams and stuff. So the, the game has come to a close here, and it's 55-14, the final score. The Everett Seagulls and the Cascade Bruins. Cascade will take back the uh, Battle of Broadway trophy back to their school after ever got the win last year 16-13 tonight it's 55-14 the final cascade with the win we will come back and have our player of the game and all the post game coming up right here on krkl you don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living you're out and about making it happen and sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork. You know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at The Tax Doctor and learn more. 800-520-0735. 800-520-0735. 800-520-0735. That's 800-520-0735. The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. Online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com. This is the best of Snohomish County High School football on KRKO AM 1380 and FM 95.3. Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. And we welcome you back to Everett Memorial Stadium where the Cascade Bruins are having the trophy presented back to them as they'll come out to gather around their coach and Danny Mundell, the uh, athletic director of the Everett Public School District, who we had on at halftime, is going to present the uh, Battle of Broadway trophy right back over to the Cascade Bruins. Everett took it a year ago, and Cascade will take it back, and they will present that trophy to them. So we'll be talking to our player of the game coming up here in just a couple of moments and the victorious head coach with the... the uh, Cascade Bruins, Jordan C. They're out there getting the trophy, and now they're going to carry it over and run it toward the fans on the far sideline. Steve, I think, is going to catch up with Jordan C. here in a moment and get his 
uh, reaction as the players are running along the fence line now along the track. We got Jordan coming up. And now we got Jordan C. with Steve Willits. Go. Coach, I think you had bigger things to take care of before the interview there. Holding that trophy in the air just now, how did that feel? Feels amazing. I love uh, I love this rivalry. I, I think it's I literally think it's the biggest in the state. Um, just because we're not competing for state titles, it's a big deal, and uh, you know it feels great to get it back. Like I said, especially after last year and bring it back home. You talk about the rivalry. We saw some good sportsmanship there too. I noticed your players went over through the line. They shook hands with the Everett players, and one of the Everett players was sitting on the table over there with an injury. And I think just about every guy on your team went up to him and gave him a pat on the back. What does that mean to you to see that and see your guys showing that kind of respect? It means a lot. You know, I, I, I love I love the school district. I actually have a lot of respect for Everett High. You know, it was the first high school. There's so much tradition, and there's really good coaches over there. And these kids, you know, they grew up, they know each other. And so, obviously, we want to play hard, want to play physical, and both sides want to win. But when it's nights like, nights like that and you see things like that, that's what this game's all about. No, definitely. And we should mention uh, kind of some fun storylines in here, too. I noticed late in the game, I think you were up by 41 points at the time, I, your student body started chanting a young man's name. I think it was number, well, one of your linemen, number 72. And when he went in the game, everybody was patting him on the head. The crowd started going nuts. Talk about him in particular first, and then what it kind of means to be able to get guys like that into the game. Yeah, that's Gimba Canante, and he's had um, he's had a lot of tough injuries and the injuries, and just the fact that he's playing football is like a miracle. And uh, you know, to be able to get him in this game, it, it means a lot. The kids love him at school. We love him as coaches, and he's had such a long road back. And to get him in a game like this, it's uh, it's special. You're watching your guys right now. They just went through the line celebrating. Good turnout tonight. I wasn't sure about it at the early part of the game. Everybody kind of showed up late, but you had a lot of folks in the stands tonight. Your kids were able to celebrate. You got one of the biggest cheer squads, I think, in the state. Just watching that environment and seeing these guys accomplish that and being able to enjoy it afterwards, it's got to be special. It's awesome. You know, I grew up uh, I grew up in the 90s, man. When I was a little kid, the stadium was packed watching the Terry and his Bruins and uh, – you know, we just it's just fun to see people excited about Cascade again. You know, and I had success as a team when we were here and it's been some years where we haven't, you know, but this is a football school. Everybody's jacked up about the team. Our cheer our cheer squad is literally incredible. And uh, there's just so much excitement right now at Cascade. It's, it's unbelievable. And I don't know if it's fair to draw comparisons, but I'm going to throw them out there for a moment. You just talked about the Terry Ennis years. He had some phenomenal running backs. You talked about it at halftime a little bit. Thomas is special. Yeah, Julian's special, man. Um, we have a three-headed monster in the backfield. Andy Cosby's only a 10th grader. is our fourth guy. Um, and like I said, we get these guys through the line of scrimmage. You know, we have some big linemen, but we're just kind of strong and athletic, just the perfect wing tee line. I think Coach Ennis, would, he'd be smiling right now. We get off the ball. We down block. We, we kick out. And I just tell these guys, get them through the line of scrimmage untouched, and they can all go. I'm going to try to talk to Julian in a minute and make him mention his offensive linemen. Yeah. How about you? Mention some of your coaches. I mean, obviously you're 6-0 and and uh, a lot of people putting in time and effort. Yeah, Joseph Rue, our defensive coordinator, just does an awesome job um, just getting these guys prepared, um, really handling the defense. And um, Jake Uzinga has been here forever. He coached with Terry Ennis. He was my head coach in the mid-2000s, and he's back. And honestly, our Phil Branstad, our freshman coach and head wrestling coach, is awesome. I mean, I have, like, the best, greatest assistant coaches. The kids love them. We have great camaraderie, and it's awesome. I can imagine. Well, what are you going to do to celebrate this one, then? We're going to have some fun in the locker room, you know, really enjoy this for a day, and then we got to get ready for Meadowdale. Meadowdale next week. Cedar Crest, who beat Meadowdale 25-0 tonight, coming up the week after. Jordan C., congratulations on a great start to your season. Best wishes. Thanks, man. Go Bruins. There we go. Thanks, Steve, with Jordan C., the head coach of the Cascade Bruins. And we're going to try to get 
our Marysville Toyota player of the game coming up. Today's game brought to you by Smoky Point Concrete. Smoky Point Concrete has been part of Strong Foundation for more than four decades. Also by Everett Engineering, proudly growing with the Pacific Northwest and now hiring. Go to EverettEngineering.com for open positions. EverettEngineering.com, equal opportunity employer. I think we'll step aside and come back with the highlights, and we'll talk with our Marysville Toyota player of the game. The final score in the Battle of Broadway, Cascade 55, Everett 14. Back with more on the postgame show after this timeout. Right now, I've got a really nice number I'd like to share with you. 3.29%. I knew you'd like it. And right now, Northwest Plus Credit Union has that number. Earn 3.29% APY interest on an 18-month CD on balances of $10,000 or more. If you've got some money laying around and getting soft, let's get it into shape with a 3.29% APY interest CD at Northwest Plus. Visit nwpluscu.com for details. APY equals annual percentage yield. New money only. $10,000 minimum opening deposit. 18-month term. Early withdrawal penalties may apply. Non-renewable. Other restrictions may apply. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you prepared to be floored with your next home remodeling project? How do new countertops sound? Or looking outside through some new window fashions? Our Abbey Van Dam showroom is filled with carpet, flooring, window treatments, and countertop solutions you won't find at the big box stores. And we'll handle everything from design to installation. During our customer appreciation event, visit our website to save hundreds of dollars. Get free standard installation on any special order of Karastan carpet. We'll come to your home and measure and provide a free estimate and consultation. Open Monday through Saturday. See all our selections online at abbyvandamcarpet.com. The local company with a big community heart and home of the satisfaction guarantee. Abby Van Dam Carpet and more in Marysville. Installing homeowner happiness since 1958. Abby Carpet Stores, no better place to buy your floors. You'll Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842. The Law Offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will fight for you. Welcome back to Everett Memorial Stadium. 55-14, Cascade Bruins defeat the Everett Seagulls, and a whole bunch of happy Bruins are down on the field with Steve Willits. Yeah, and we've got our player of the game right now. Julian Thomas, 260-plus yards, four touchdowns tonight. He's 21 touchdowns on the year now. Player of the game, Julian, you're running wild out there tonight. How did it feel? Yes, sir, it felt great. I just want to say thank you to my O-line. It wouldn't be possible without them. The holes were there all game, and they just continued to get better and better. That's what it's all about. So thank you. Yeah, you got your O-line gathered around you right now. Give me some names tonight. Who was who blocking for you? Landon Palmer was out there making huge holes. David was clearing out. Um, Drew Anderson, this is, this is my left tackle right here. Kevin Buck tied in. Matthew Phillips, this big guy right here is getting it all done too. Yes, sir. Okay, Matt, Matt, Matthew's holding something kind of special here. You've got the Mayor's Cup in your hand. What does it mean for you guys to be holding on to that right now? Uh, it feels really good to get it back after a tough loss last year. And, you know, we're just really glad to come back out here this year and uh, uh, get it back. It's great. Great team win. How much, how, how modest is Julian being? He gives you guys a lot of credit. You guys did a fantastic job. It's a pretty fun guy to block for, I would think. Uh, uh, nothing would be the same without Julian, you know. Uh, he's just been a great influence on this team. He does nothing but show love for all of us. Uh, he treats all the O-line with, uh, with nothing but love. Uh, we wouldn't be the same without him. Who's the, who's the guy next to you here? Uh, this is Kevin Bach. Ke Kevin, what position? Tight end. Tell us a little bit about your perspective tonight. How did you uh, you feel about the game? 
uh, I feel like we did great. And, like, this guy, bro, he's so modest. Like, he gives us all the credit, all the O-line the credit. But at the end of the day, he's the one putting in the touchdowns. Like, this is the most humble guy you'll ever meet. For a tight end in a wing T offense, though, you don't get a lot of the glory, but you guys certainly do a lot of the dirty work. How much fun do you have when you watch the, the touchdowns racking up on the board? Uh, I feel like as a team, like, when Julian scores, we're, we're all part of it. Just, just because, like, I don't get to catch much balls, we're still part of this offense. We still score 55 points just all because of us, all 11 of us. Now introduce the guy next to you right here. David Schmidt, this is the center. David Schmidt, the center. What was your perspective tonight? You're, uh, you're up there blowing all those holes wide open, everything running right by you. You having a good time out there tonight? Of course. Uh, it just feels great to be out here with all, all of my brothers, really, because we all, we all get it done well, with each other. And, you know, it just feels, it feels great to have all of them right next to me. And then just, yeah, it just feels amazing. It's unbelievable. Like, is this an offensive line that likes each other? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we all, the whole team, the old we have great teammate chemistry. And I feel like that's why this year we really get it done is because we, we all bond with each other. We're, we're a team. So introduce the guy next to you here. This is uh, Drew Anderson. This is the left tackle. The left tackle here. you got to watch the quarterback's blind side, but he doesn't pass very often. He threw a couple times tonight. Was that kind of fun when you get to a pass block? Yeah, it was, and I'm glad, like, we only, yeah, Devin had a, he had a couple of nice catches, so, yeah. How much are you enjoying playing in this offense? I mean, obviously, run, 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 score, 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 good times? Yeah, I'm loving it right now. <laughs> How much does it mean to get that trophy back? It means a lot. Tough loss last year, and then now we got it back. So, so who do we have next to you here? This is Marcel Alexander, wide receiver. Okay. Marcel, how, how much fun are you having tonight? Uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, I'm in my sophomore year playing with an undefeated team. It's amazing. Okay, and who else do we have over here? Uh, my name is Brandon. I'm a sophomore, and it's just great being a part of a good-ass team. Okay, what well, the guy over here? I'm Tony Domoro. I'm a defensive tackle, and it's my junior year. And it's my last year playing with Julian Thomas. It's my bro. He's it's a good good running back. Does he feel like you're playing with – I mean, the guy had 1,800 yards last year. He's got over 1,100 this year. Does it feel like you're playing with a future legend here? Yeah, definitely. That's – I've always believed in him since middle school, you know. I've he's always been a good running back. And just this thing. Julian, a lot of love all around here. I mean, is this is this a fun team to play with? And are you guys close? Are you as close as you seem to be? Yeah, um, this team. I think I think the thing the thing that makes us so good is just the team chemistry. Uh, we spend a lot of time with each, we spend a lot of time with each other. Whether it's going out to dinner, um, coming coming over to each other's house, watching film, just doing little stuff like that, it just helps us become more as a team. When someone scores, we all everyone's happy for each other, and we're just more of a team this year. That's why I think that. I think that's how we're being so successful. Now, I like the team theme. I'm going to break away from it for a quick moment here. You had 1,800 yards, I think, last year. Do you think in terms of individual goals? Do you have certain goals maybe? Are they written down in paper? Are they in your head? What are your goals for this season? Actually, actually I'm trying to go for 2,000 yards. I have it as my wallpaper. I have it written on my written on my, uh, my, uh, my mirror in the bathroom. Uh, I want to go for 2,000 this year, but... I just want to keep winning. I want to go to the playoffs. That's the number one goal, but 2,000 would be nice. Do you have a touchdown goal because you're already over 20? Um, 30. 30 or more. 30. <laughs> okay, there we go. Do we, let's introduce a few more guys here. Give us your name and your number. I'm Devon Nelson, uh, number 78, defensive tackle. And you got in there. You had a nice little uh, play there at the end of the game. Talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, I'm just blessed to be out here with all these great people, and I have great teammates, and I feel like we just have great chemistry, and I'm just happy to play more with okay. these. And Julian, I want to go back to you here. Where'd Julian go? Did we just lose him here? We just lost Julian, the player of the game. Let's get one more question here. While Julian's on his way over, let's introduce another player here. All right, I'm Juan Ramirez, number 52, Deanne, senior. You know, it's a great opportunity to be part of this team, part of this, like, chemistry that we have together. 
Uh, I mean, all I do is just literally give it my all for my running backs, for my defense. I want to, you know, I just do it all. Okay, so the seniors are getting their final picture here. I'm going to let the picture take place here for a moment. Then I got one more question for Julian. Again, he is holding up the Mayor's Cup trophy right now. This is pretty awesome. Uh, the trophy was presented by Danny, Danny Mundell right at the end of the game. As Julian's holding it up in his right hand. The seniors are all gathering around for a photo right now. Very exciting moment. Again, they lost this trophy last year. Able to take it back to Cascade. They're going to put it up in their trophy case here. And they are just about to finish up here for a moment. And I'm going to sneak in here real quick. Julian, one final question for you here. What does college look like for you? Obviously, you're, you're an undersized guy, but you've already proven out here you can get it done. What do you want to do after the, uh, your senior year? I just want to continue to prove people wrong. A lot of people doubt me because of my size, saying I can't go to the next level, but I'm just all for proving people wrong. Uh, I'm talking to a few D2, D1 schools right now, so I just want to get to the next level. I don't care what level it is. I just want to prove I can play there. Sell it right now. What will they get if they get Julian Thomas? They're going to get someone who's going to, who's going to give their all every play. They're going to get someone who's never going to give up, and it's a team player who wants everyone to win. Here you go, Julian Thomas, the player of the game. Bruins, congratulations. Back up to you, Tall Tom. Thanks very much. Tonight's Marysville Toyota player of the game brought to you by Marysville Toyota. One person, one price, one hour. Experience the power of one at Marysville Toyota on Smoky Point Boulevard. All players of the game receive a sweatshirt provided by Screen Printing Northwest. We'll take a break, come back, take a look at the scoring highlights and the stats. Again, the final score in the Battle of Broadway. It goes to the Cascade Bruins, 55-14. Back with more from Everett Memorial Stadium right here on KRKO. All the team members at Marysville Toyota would like to send their congratulations to tonight's KRKO Marysville Toyota Player of the Game. They're honored to support all student-athletes in Snohomish County in the classroom and on the field of play. Work hard, play hard, and strive for excellence in all that you do. Again, congratulations to our Player of the Game and to all the athletes from the entire team at Marysville Toyota. Thank you, and thank you for making us proud. Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance knows that good coverage counts. Whether you're running through the defense to the end zone, finding a good position for the game-winning three-pointer, or if the neighbors need to refine their fastball. And here comes the pitch. Oh, sorry. Coverage is important. Call Mike Dixon to find out what coverage is best for you, and pretty soon you'll be Stixon with Dixon. That's Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance in Old Town Local TO. Call 425-375-0860 today because coverage counts. What do tractors, trailers, farm equipment, and semi-trucks all have in common? Well, they all help the economy. And many of the people who drive these big rigs also have something in common. They take their vehicles to the one place that can handle heavy equipment. <laughs> Purcell Tires in Monroe. Tires, rotations, brakes, shocks, struts, and oil changes. Keeping drivers on the road since 1936. Highway 2 in Monroe. Take Frylands Boulevard to Tye Street. Purcell Tire and Service Center. We'll keep you moving. Whether you're talking about a building or a sports team, the foundation has to be strong. Smoky Point Concrete and Skagit Ready Mix have been a big part of so many strong foundations across the community, and they're not going anywhere. Concrete, sealants, aggregates, and so much more, supplying the best contractors around. Servicing the community for over four decades, Smoky Point Concrete believes in building teams and communities the old-fashioned way, the same way that has served us all for so many years. Proud to support local sports, SmokyPointConcrete.com. Tired of doing battle in the kitchen every night? Time to surrender and take the family to the Buzz-In Steakhouse. 
The Buzz Inn is open for indoor dining with mouthwatering hand-cut Angus steaks, chicken, seafood, burgers, sandwiches, and all-day breakfast. Relax while the Buzz Inn takes on the hazardous cleanup duty. And with nine locations, there's a Buzz Inn near you. Check out the menu ahead of time at buzzinsteakhouse.com. Dine in or take out the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, where you always get a great deal on a great meal. And welcome back here to Everett Memorial Stadium, 55-14, the Cascade Bruins over the Everett Seagulls. And let's take a look at the scoring highlights, and here is Tornado Ted. All right, Cascade took the opening uh, kickoff and drove 60 yards in just five plays, two minutes and three seconds, topped off by a 28-yard TD catch by Davin Gilbert, uh, and the point after touchdown failed. So it's third down, 13 yards to go from the 28-yard line. They'll fake it the first man, and they'll roll out. Sowards will look upfield, looking downfield, looking into the end zone, puts it up, high points it. Is it going to be caught? It is. Touchdown, Cascade. Touchdown deep in the right-hand corner. Devin Gilbert went up over the defender, caught the ball, and Cascade is on the board. And Everett got the ball off for their first series and answered right away. They got the ball at their own 35-yard lines, drove 65 yards in just seven plays, took two and a half minutes, and Emilio Valasquez ran it in from two yards out. He goes under center this time. Does Garcia under center, turn around, handoff, give it to Velasquez. He's in the end zone. Touchdown, Everett Seagulls. Velasquez, Emiliano Velasquez goes in from two yards out, and Everett is on the scoreboard. And Everett uh, had their point after touchdown successful, so they took a 7-6 to lead over Cascade. Cascade got the ball right back for their second series in the first quarter, and they answered very quickly after a failed onside kick. In just one play, Julian Thomas took it in from 49 yards out. It's going to be first and 10 from the 49-yard line for the Cascade Bruins. Moving from right to left, down by a single point. Toss around the right side. That's Julian Thomas. Heads up field at the 45 at the 40. There you go. See you later. 30, 20, 10. Reservation for six and into the end zone. Touchdown, Cascade. And Julian Thomas ran it in for a two-point conversion, and that gave Cascade a 14-7 lead. And we're still in the first quarter. Um, after a, uh, well, for Cascade's third possession, they got the ball after a uh, uh, turnover on downs at their own 49-yard line, drove 51 yards in six plays, just under two and a half minutes, and it was another touchdown for Julian Thomas. They'll give it, they'll give it to him again, I'm guessing. No, they're going to give it to Julian Thomas, and he will go into the end zone. Big hole there, into the end zone, touchdown Cascade. Julian Thomas on the one-yard run. And that gave Cascade a 21-7 lead after a successful point after. Now moving into the second quarter, uh, Cascade got the ball back after uh, Everett fumble and took it 68 yards, just two plays, both of them by Julian Thomas, and he ran it in from 37 yards out. And it'll be first and 10 for Cascade at the Everett 37. Sowards gets it, hands off. Thomas up the middle. Thomas busts free at the 30, at the 20, at the 10. Thomas down in the end zone. No. They threw a flag at the end of the play. He didn't make the end zone. Julian Thomas, the official was, I thought, putting up his arms to say touchdown, but he was reaching for his flag and threw it in there after the play was over. I think he made it in there, but it might have been a horse collar. 
And with the successful PAT, that gave Cascade the lead 28-7. As we move later into the second quarter, this wrapped up the first half. It was the longest drive of the night for Cascade, starting on their own five-yard line, going 95 yards in eight plays. And uh, it was topped off by Charlie Nelson having a three-yard touchdown run. Second down, goal to go at the three-yard line. Sowards under center. Toss, they'll go around the left side. Heading in, Nelson, touchdown. They do run it. They got it to Nelson on a little toss around the left-hand side, and he goes into the end zone. Cascade Bruins score. The PAT was not successful. It gave Cascade a 34-7 lead. And later in the third quarter, <coughs> it's interesting to note uh, that Cascade never punted tonight. And after a turnover on downs right around midfield, Julian Thomas ran it in from 35 yards out. So loss of a yard brings up second down, 11 yards to go at the 35-yard line for Cascade, leading it 34-7. to Inside handoff, Thomas up the middle. Thomas, see you later at the 20. Heading to the sideline at the 15, 10, 5, and into the end zone. Julian Thomas, touchdown, Cascade from 35 yards out. Yeah, that uh, touchdown only took uh, four plays and a minute and a half off the clock and gave Cascade a 41-7 lead. Uh, Another turnover on downs by Everett right around midfield again. This time the drive starting on the Everett 47-yard line. Four plays later, just a minute and 13 seconds. And this time was an exciting catch by Davin Gilbert from 44 yards out. You wouldn't run that same play again, would you? Just the other way? They put the man in motion. They're going to fake it to him this time. He's going to roll back to pass. Sowers looks for a man. He's got Gilbert there. Goes up, gets the football at the 10, the 5, and Telegrads into the end zone. Touchdown, Cascade. And with a successful PAT, that made it 48-7, Cascade. Uh, again, for our next uh, scoring drive, again, Cascade starting right around midfield after a turnover on downs. Uh, it was only four plays. Uh, with the running clock, it took just about a little over three and a half minutes. But Jacob Del Castillo ran it in from 34 yards out. Second down, nine yards to go from the 34-yard line for the Bruins. Surawak will hand off on the right-hand side. Del Castillo cuts back at the 25 and the 20. Still on his feet at the 10. Hits to the 5 and it goes into the end zone. Yes, touchdown. Touchdown, Cascade Bruins. Jacob Del Castillo on the carry, 34 yards, touchdown, Cascade. And that gave Cascade a demander, just a commanding lead of 55-7, to but Everett was not to be denied. And uh, their last possession of the night, they took it from their own 29-yard line for 71 yards, took nine plays to do so, and it was topped off by Josh Smith running it in from six yards out. First down goal to go with the six. Direct snap goes to Smith. He kind of surfs his way down there and into the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown for the Everett Seagulls. And that gave us our final score with Cascade 55, Everett 14. Let's take a look at some of our our statistics for both teams here tonight. I'm going to start with the winning team, Cascade Bruins. Uh, Our player of the game tonight, he had 16 carries for 260 yards, three touchdowns plus a two-point conversion. Just another big night by Julian Thomas overall. 
Others that carried the ball tonight included Zach Lopez. Uh, he had 62 yards. He also had that one-yard touchdown uh, run himself. Charlie Nelson had a uh, th- uh, five carries for 36 yards, and he carried had one touchdown as well. Jacob Del Castillo with that big play there t- at the towards the end of the game, two carries on the night, 36 yards. Uh, Andy Cosme had one carry for eight yards. He had one touchdown run called back by a penalty. Uh, the quarterback, uh, Eric Sowards, had uh, one carry for five yards. A.J. Marquez came in late, and he had one carry for one yard. And our backup quarterback, Zach Zerwick, is that how you pronounce that? He had a kneel down there at the end of the game for a loss of two yards. Eric Sowards, he uh, didn't throw the ball much tonight, two for four, 82 yards, but he had two touchdowns uh, overall. And uh, Davin Gilbert, only two catches tonight. He caught both of those, but they were both touchdowns. He had a total of 72 yards. That included a 28 and a 44-yard touchdown reception. Uh, total yards, boy, it was uh, 400 yards on the ground tonight. Of course, led by our player of the game, Julian Thomas, who had 260 of those. 82 yards through the air for a total of 482 yards. Total offense for Cascade tonight. On the other side of the field for Everett, Josh Smith was the workhorse tonight. He had 30 carries, 142 yards, and got that touchdown there late in the game. Others that carried the ball tonight, Emilio Valdezquez uh, carried the ball seven times for 13 yards. Uh, Mo Garcia, our quarterback, he had six carries, a grand total of 52 yards, and included a 34-yard run early in the game. And uh, speaking of Mo, he had just one uh, completion out of four tonight for a total of 13 yards, and that 13 yards went to Josh Smith, and that was on a scramble there uh, in the second quarter. So on the ground, it had 207 yards total, and, of course, Josh Smith had the bulk of those with 142, just 13 yards through the air, total of 220 yards for uh, the uh, Everett Seagulls. So, again, your final score tonight. Uh, was Cascade with 55, Everett 14. Tom, back to you. Thank you very much, Ted, and we'll come back take a look at scores of other ball games right here on KRKO. The same radio station that brings you this game also wakes you up with Everett's Greatest Hits. Yeah, hi. And Tim Hunter is there to get you going. Yes, I... It's just the right mix of great songs from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. That's right. Everett's Greatest Hits. Yeah. Here's Tim. Wow, I thought he never... I'm sorry, Tim, but we're out of time. Hey, I could have jumped in here. Tim Hunter. Like having a wacky friend in the car without actually having to be seen with him. Mornings on KRKO. At Marysville Toyota, there's a better way to buy your next car. It's called One. One price, one person, one hour. Our best upfront price is clearly posted on every vehicle. It takes all the guesswork out. We'll work with you from start to finish. No awkward handoff, no finance office. One person will work with you the entire time. And once you've selected what vehicle you want and how you want to pay for it, we'll do everything possible to get you on the road and on your way home in one hour. To experience the power of One, go to MarysvilleToyota.com. That's MarysvilleToyota.com. 
www.thepeopleshow.com. Right now, I've got a really nice number I'd like to share with you. 3.29%. I knew you'd like it. And right now, Northwest Plus Credit Union has that number. Earn 3.29% APY interest on an 18-month CD on balances of $10,000 or more. If you've got some money laying around and getting soft, let's get it into shape with a 3.29% APY interest CD at Northwest Plus. Visit nwpluscu.com for details. APY equals annual percentage yield. New money only. $10,000 minimum opening deposit. 18-month term. Early withdrawal penalties may apply. Non-renewable. Other restrictions may apply. Federally insured by NCUA. It's not just the funny little cars we sometimes drive in parades. It's not just being part of a fraternal organization with a rich heritage of over 150 years. And it's not just the lifelong friendships we find. It's also because Shriners have improved the lives of over 1.4 million children. Have fun and make a difference. Become a Shriner today. Visit BeAShrinerNow.com. Sponsored by the Shriners of Washington State in cooperation with the Washington State Association of Broadcasters and this station. Welcome back to Everett Memorial Stadium. Cascade Bruins win the Battle of Broadway over the Everett Seagulls 55-14. to Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willits and Coach Joel Vincent. Coach, let's talk about the uh, Cascade Bruins. They'd be good in any league. I don't care if it's the Polk Division or North or South or whatever. Yeah, I mean, we've watched a lot of football so far, and I'd, I'd, I'd put them right up there with some of the teams we've already seen for sure. And uh, the Everett Seagulls, you know, they've, they've got some skill positions. They just they just need to bolster their numbers. Yeah, and you could tell just Cascade wore them down, too. When you when you don't have subs to come in or you've got a lot of guys playing two ways, and in some cases three ways because they're, they're on every special team, right. too. It just, it just, over time, it wears you down, and Cascade's depth kind of did, did that to Everett tonight. And they play hard. I've got to give those Everett kids credit, man. They, there's no quitting those kids. They played hard the whole game. They're physical, but there's just not enough of them. So let's run down the scores that we do have. One score we don't have, we're going to ask for anybody's help that's out there. Marysville, Pilchuck, and Arlington. <laughs> Excuse me. The last we had was Arlington 44, Pilchuck 23 in the fourth quarter. We need a final on that one. Give us a call, 425-304-1380. Brandon is there. He'll take the call, and we'll get that final score. 425-304-1380. If you have the score of the Marysville, Pilchuck, Arlington final. We just had a fourth quarter score, 425-304-1380. So give Brandon a call. We'll get that score on at least the recap. Let's run down the, run down the scores now. Early, earlier game, the 5 o'clock game at Edmonds District Stadium, Cedar Crest, blanked Meadowdale 25 to nothing. It was Lake Stevens over East Lake final of 42 to 16. We had Jaden Lamar with five touchdowns in that ball game for the Lake Stevens Vikings. Mariner beat Jackson 61 to 13. Again, the final we did not have a final, but Marysville Pilchuck leading Arlington. Excuse me, Arlington leading Marysville Pilchuck 44-23 in the fourth quarter. Final Ferndale beats Marysville Getchell 49 to seven. Stanwood leading Union 56 to 33. Where I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Brandon to text that to me. I couldn't couldn't get it. So it was uh, as we mentioned, Ferndale 49, Marysville Getchell seven, Stanwood leading Union 56 to 33 in the third quarter. Edmonds Woodway leading Shorecrest 34 to eight. That was in the second quarter. Monroe beat Shorewood tonight 62 to eight. Liberty beat Snohomish 49 to 19. The final there. Third quarter score, second game of the doubleheader at Edmonds District Stadium, 13-6. Linwood leading Mount Lake Terrace. Linden beat Archbishop Murphy, 49-24. Anacortes, 34. Seaholm, 28, the final there. Final score, Burlington, actually Burlington Edison and Cedar Woolley. Burlington was leading 7-6. 
63 to nothing. Kings defeats Sultan tonight. That is the final there. It was Cedar Park Christian 24, Granite Falls nothing the final. Stanwood 69 to 40 leading Union. 69 to 40. If you had a coach, I hope you had the over on that one with 109 points scored. Wow. <laughs> 69-40 with 9.30 to play in that ballgame. So they're still going down there to stack up. It's a basketball score. Well, when you score that many times, the <laughs> clock stops a lot. A lot. Right? And then you got to line up kickoffs all over again. And, yeah, it's that takes forever. Cedar Park Christian, 24. Granite Falls, nothing. It was South Whidbey, 38. Elma, 35 in that ball game, And Nia Bay beat Darrington by the final of 72-8. So uh, we were... We're going to be with you again next week. Next Friday night, we'll be at Veterans Memorial Stadium in Snohomish, and we'll see the Marys. I'm looking forward, Coach, to seeing Marysville Pilchuck play. Yeah, we haven't seen them uh, yet, and, um, you know, new coach, new staff. Um, Carsons are gone, plural. <laughs> the Carsons are gone. The Carsons yeah. are gone. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see them, too. And they'll take on Glacier Peak, and Glacier Peak plays tomorrow again. The Glacier Peak Grizzlies and the Kamiak Knights will play tomorrow, 2 o'clock at Goddard Stadium I'll, in South Everett. I'll be at that game. You'll be there, and you'll be keeping us up to date with the uh, scores while we're Absolutely. While while watching you're, baseball. While you're flipping from baseball to whatever college football game you're watching. Sure. That's true, too. Tonight's game broadcast underwrites rights by the Western Conference solely for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, rebroadcast, retransmission, or other use of the description that accounts of this game without the express written consent of the Western Conference or KOKO Radio is prohibited. Tonight's game was produced in studio by Brandon Hamilton. Again, next Friday night, we've got Western Conference football, and it'll be the Camia, or it'll be the, um, I just said, the Marysville Belgic Tomahawks and the Glacier Peak Grizzlies. 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock for the kickoff. Silver Tips tomorrow night taking on the Prince George Cougars right here on KRKL, 5.30 pregame, 6.05, the faceoff from Angel of the Winds Arena in downtown Everett. Thanks to our spotter, Jay Pulliam, our statistician, Tornado Ted Beener. Tonight's game was brought to you by GSR Rental and Monroe, the Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Glass by Lund, the Snohomish County PUD, Everett Engineering, Marysville Toyota, Northwest Plus Credit Union, Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, Community Transit, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and by Bihar's Furniture. Now for Joel Vincent and Steve Willits, I'm Tom Lafferty, reminding you of tonight's final score from Everett Memorial Stadium. The Cascade Bruins 55, the Everett Seagulls 14. Good night, everybody. Listening to the call Fans going crazy for the boys of fall They didn't let just anybody in that club Took every ounce of heart and sweat and blood 
Get the Weddell's game day jerseys down the hall. Kings of the school, man, where the boys are fall. Well, it's turn and face the stars and stripes. It's batting back them butterflies. It's calling in the air already. Yes, sir, we want the ball. And it's knocking heads and talking trash. It's slinging mud and dirt and grass. It's I got your number, I got your back. When your back's against the wall, you mess with one man. The boys are falling In little towns like mine, that's all they got Newspaper clippings fill the coffee shop KO Everett, 
K237GN AM 1380 and FM 95.3. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits. K-I-K-O.